This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today's Wednesday. It's February 2nd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, police are looking for at least four suspects that beat a man, then shot him in the back in northeast Philadelphia. It happened just after 11 p.m. Tuesday on the 5200 block of Whitaker Avenue near the boulevard. Police were called to the scene for the report of a shooting. Arriving officers could not find a victim. They were soon notified that the shooting victim ran to a nearby hotel for help. Medics took the 27-year-old man who had been shot in the lower back to Einstein Medical Center in serious but stable condition. Investigators say the victim was shot several times after being pushed to the ground during a fight. The victim told police there was about four or five suspects that fled on foot. Police say the victim knows the suspects and uh, that they are confident they will be able to identify at least some of the individuals involved. After being shot, police say the 27-year-old managed to run across all four lanes of traffic on the Roosevelt Boulevard to a hotel for help. Three spent shell casings and a live round were located at the scene. The victim's cell phone and one of his sneakers also remained. Police say they located at least one surveillance camera that captured part of the fight. A man has been arrested and charged in connection with the death of a missing bridge to New Jersey man uh, that was found dead on Monday. New Jersey State Police confirmed Tuesday that a bo- the body or, or that a body was found in Hopewell Township. And it was that of 23 year old Jonathan Morris, who had been missing since late last week. We talked about this earlier in the week. Yeah. Uh, they also announced charges, including murder against 21 year old Miguel Perez, accusing him of fatally shooting Morris and dumping his body back on January 28th. Morris was reported missing last week uh, after leaving his job as a mental health care worker on January 28th. The next day, authorities discovered his car still running on Archie Platt Road in Hopewell Township. Police determined the circumstances around his disappearance were suspicious and opened an investigation. During their investigation, authorities say they received information that identified Perez as a suspect and they arrested him at his home on Monday. A short time after his arrest, police found Morris's body covered in snow about 15 feet from the road where the vehicle was found. Authorities allege Perez shot and killed Morris inside of his car in Bridgeton and then drove to Archie Platt Road to dump his body and abandon the car. Perez is also charged with weapon offenses, um, evidence tampering, hindering, obstruction, escape, and receiving stolen property. He is currently in the Cumberland County Jail. Morris was a football standout and a graduate of Bridgeton High School. His family had been searching the area where the car was found over the weekend. This is so sad and no real other information yeah. as to a motive for the murder. It's Groundhog Day, and people are waiting to learn whether a furry critter in western Pennsylvania will predict an early spring or six more weeks of winter. People will gather today at Gobbler's Knob as members of Punxsutawney Phil's inner circle summon him from a tree stump at dawn to learn if he has seen his shadow. According to folklore, there will be six more weeks of winter if he sees his shadow. If he doesn't, spring comes early. The event took place virtually last year because of the coronavirus pandemic, depriving the community, which is about 65 miles northeast of Pittsburgh, of a boost of tourism. On a personal level, uh, there are some years where I'm like, oh, this is cute. No, yeah, yeah. check it out. And <laughs> is this one of those years? <laughs> no, this is one of those years that I really just don't you care. Don't but that's me personally. I don't yeah. know. You should go out to Puxitani. It's it's like the Riviera. I uh, hear. It's a gorgeous. It's, yes. it's a delight. Nick, you've often commented well, how beautiful it is. I think um, the two jails, really, in one town. <laughs> in, a, in a small town. In a small town. Two yeah. jails in a small yes. town. One of my very good friends is from there. Oh, that's, wow. that's where she grew and up. And she got out. <laughs> she, well, yeah, she did. But I'll tell you what, Nick, she just told me the other day that, um, like, years from now, but when she retires, she wants to go back. Oh, wow. 
a friend of mine lived in a neighboring town and uh, just that whole part of the country. Yeah. He's just like, you know, I'm so glad I'm not listen, there anymore. Is that part of the Rust Belt? Or uh, I would think so, yeah. It, yeah. This, this time of year, there are a lot of parts of Pennsylvania that aren't the nicest places on the planet. So, like, yeah. And listen, I, you know, it was 30 years ago, 25 years ago that I went. I had a blast. It was a really great time, yeah. even though I nearly got arrested. So, you know, <laughs> if you're going today, enjoy. Do you know what benefit they do is, is though, is replicate some of the things you see in the movie. Because they should. most everyone assumes that's what it looks like. Right, and right. it does Ma- not. Make it look like that. <laughs> yeah, I actually know? tried to watch the movie yesterday on, like, every single... Like, it's just not available for free anywhere. Right. Really? Yeah, I don't have stars... Oh, and yeah, so that's, yeah that's the only place I can get it for free right now. Yeah, I don't Maybe either. I do. I don't know. There's so many. Uh, I never liked that movie. What? Really? Oh, oh, my so God. Uh, it's the same thing over and over again. Kathy, it took me a while to warm up to it. It yeah. was one of those that grew on me that when I first okay. saw it, I'm like, this is really dumb. Yeah. And then it was like, I love this movie. <laughs> I and love it. And there's so many movies in my catalogs of favorites sure. that were like, this is dumb. When you realize that there's all levels of, of actual deep uh, and really solid emotion along with the with the you know the flipping comedy, it's really it's really a, 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 I think a Frank Capra like masterpiece. We um almost uh not almost we studied it in college. We had this we had this one class. It was math class. This one communications <laughs> class that uh, oh. we studied it because I mean, the movie is all about seizing the day, right? Right, So, like, the the movie, although it's just one day repeating itself over and over again, is really, like, it's a metaphor for life, right? You know, and so, like, you can either go into great despair to realize that there's nothing you could do to get out of this thing and and do what he did, or you can... Savor it. Savor it. Yeah. And he did. And it's just amazing. Did you have to read the script? Uh, Kathy, I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> he was seizing the day. I, be, no, because I had a class similar to that, and our movie was Die Hard, and you had to read the. No script. kidding. Yeah, we had to okay. read Did the you script. seize the day. We had to read the script and was, then compare it to what was filmed and what was released. Uh, and, you know, interesting. How there were changes and stuff yeah. like that. Die Hard basically was the script. Like okay. It was what what was written no was kidding. what got produced, and yeah, I mean, there were other movies that obviously didn't work out like that, but Die Hard did. Yeah, it was it was more um, the flash behind the movie uh, than really anything else. No, not Die Hard. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're back there. We're back. The gloss. Officials are hoping the usual crowd of 10,000 uh, to 15,000 visitors will return in person this year to spend Now, if John McClane sees his shadow, uh, we <laughs> don't have six more weeks of winter. I don't know. <laughs> when he comes out of that uh, right. out of that HVAC unit yeah. and he sees Come his... out to Town, yeah. he'll have a blast. Mm-hmm. So they're hoping that the visitors return in person this year to spend money on lodging, food, beverages, and souvenir. The annual event has its origin in a German legend about a furry rodent, according to records <laughs> dating back to 1887. Phil predicted winter more than 100 times. Ten years were lost because no records were kept, organizers said. The 2020 forecast called for an early spring. So we'll see what, uh, what happens tonight. I'm guessing it started as somebody goes, you know, I saw that groundhog out there yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw him. I remember <laughs> yeah. him seeing he went right back in that hole. And then they noticed that it was... Uh, they do a parallel. Big cold. You yeah. guys want, yeah. want to drink? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Turn into How about some... we drink and yeah. watch and that, that very happen. night I couldn't complete with the wife. Huh? <laughs> 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 so that groundhog causes impotence. Uh, huh. <laughs> you know. It could have right. been any random choice. Yeah. yeah. In sports this morning... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
The Flyers beat the Winnipeg Jets 3-1 last night in South Philly. Back. A winning streak. James Van Riemsdyk scored off a rebound with 4.09 left to break a 1 1 tie and lead the Flyers to the win. Scott Lawton shot off goalie Connor Hellerbuck, bounced straight to Van Riemsdyk, and he backhanded the puck in for his 11th goal of the season. That's two straight wins for the Flyers following their 13 game losing streak. They're now off for a week for the NHL's All Star break, and their next game will be at home on Wednesday, February 9th, against the Detroit Red Wings. The Sixers who continue to be one of the hottest teams in the NBA, are at home tonight to host the Washington Wizards. The Sixers won five straight and are only one game behind the Chicago Bulls for first place in the Eastern Conference. Tip-off is set for 7 o'clock. And Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady officially announced his retirement from the NFL, saying in an Instagram post that he is not going to make the competitive commitment anymore. He added, I have always believed the sport of football is an all-in proposition if a 100% competitive commitment isn't there, you won't succeed, and success is what I love so much about our game. There is a physical, mental, and emotional challenge every single day that has allowed me to maximize my highest potential, and I have tried my very best for the past 22 years. There are no shortcuts to success on the field or in life. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) (laughs) And that is what I have for you this morning. Thanks, Kathy, and uh, good morning. Welcome Wednesday with the President Steve Show. We have a few things that are taking place today. Uh, Fox Good Day. We are going to uh, chat with the gang there. We do that on Wednesday morning, so that's close to 8 a.m. We'll get to that. Uh, we have a secret text word. What do we have to give away? I haven't even looked here. We have a chance for you to win a pair of tickets. It's MMR Rocks, the Black Keys. Nice. We made that announcement uh, the other day, yesterday, I believe. Saturday, July... Th- or was that last week? It was two days ago. <laughs> two days ago. All right, so Saturday, July 30th is when that show is. It says at BB&T Pavilion. So tickets go on sale this Friday. At 10 a.m., be a ticket master, and you get complete info at WMMR.com, including another chance to win for MMR VIPs, and Pierre has your chance to win tickets on his show today. But for right now, your chance to win uh, those tickets, text the word SECRET to 39333, and we'll send a word back to you. And later on, let's get a column with that word and see if we can get a winner. We'll also grab a random texter to win, too. Uh, we are also going to have uh, comedian Tony Roberts on. He is at Helium on Friday and Saturday. So we'll talk to Tony around 9 o'clock. And we'll have the president of the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the CEO. Uh, and his name is Greg Harris. We've talked to Greg a few times. He's great. The Hall of Fame nominations are out today. So Greg will call in and give us the list. And we'll uh, do a quick chit-chat about them and see, uh, you know, what uh, what they have in store. It was a pretty good collection that they had. I remember this year we were, we were pretty um, excited about a lot of the potential nominees. So, yeah, uh, curious. Well, these are the nominees. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, the new nominees. The new, the new nominees, nominees are yeah, going to be announced yeah. this morning. Right, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. We don't know who they are. Oh, yeah. But last year's were cool. So, yeah. Uh, the inductees. But uh, we'll find out from uh, Greg at 10 this morning. So we'll see how that goes. With all that, we have some entertainment news stories to pass along as well as a stupid question. So that, Mm. when we get back and some goodies to give away, make sure you stay with us. We'll be right back. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And probably other places. 
Acme Markets is making your grocery shopping and saving easier than ever. Download the Acme app today to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks. Use it to view the weekly ad, clip digital coupons, redeem rewards, and to shop any way you want. In-store, delivery, or drive up and go. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver it right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's ask a stupid question. Give away a prize. We have a $150 Fogo Show gift card for the correct answer to this. In which U.S. state was the first dinosaur skeleton found in North America? Ah. 215263WMMR. In which U.S. state was the first dinosaur skeleton found in North America? Let's see if you know that answer. Call now. I'll go through some birthdays while we're waiting for your answer today being Wednesday, February 2nd, uh, Christy Brinkley was oh. birthday today. Yep. Christy was my gal. I oh, had, yeah. I had the 1985 Christy Brinkley calendar. I remember it <laughs> fondly. Uh, she is 68 years old today. But, and still looks great. She actually... Yeah. <laughs> She Looks younger little... than a couple of her daughters. Yeah, she got a little like a uh, frozen face though. Did she? Did yeah. you do that up? Yeah, right. she she went a little bit nuts with it. Not not too over the top, but a little bit. Okay. Um, but her has a, a kid with Billy Joel, and the kid looks like Billy Joel. Oh yeah, uh, um, was that Alexa? Alexa? Yeah. yeah, the Downeaster Alexa was the song looks he wrote about her. Like the other exactly ones look like him. well. The other ones look pretty much like her. Yeah. So uh, maybe that's with the uh, I don't know. I don't know who the kids are with. Nick pulled up a bikini picture. When was this posted, Nick? Is this most recent? Yeah, only two weeks ago. My goodness. I know. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's 68. Rock on. Looking damn good. Mm-hmm. Christy Brinkley. Uh, actor Bo Hopkins. Oh, my God. Uh, who is on Dynasty. Uh, he's, uh, he's also on the Rockford Files. Yes. The, uh, the music being played. <laughs> I just had to play this song. Big time character actor. Uh, he turns 80 years old. I have a little Bo Hopkins story. When I lived in South Carolina for a few years, the neighbors behind us were friends with Bo Hopkins. Wow. <laughs> they had a tennis court. They were kind of the rich people wow, in the neighborhood. okay, yes. And I watched Bo Hopkins play tennis in my backyard. This wow. is the greatest day of my life. And at the time, I'll get though, that, Bo. At the time, though, Steve, Dynasty was on television. So it was like Yo, he, was, he yeah. was a current star of a television show on a national network, which like, there were only three at the time. It'd be like uh, Joe Collins at the Emo's Pizza Place, Preston. Yeah, yes, Alexa. exactly. It'd be amazing. So Bo Hopkins is uh, 80 years old today. Uh, Tommy Smothers, half of the Smothers Brothers, uh, he's 85 years old today. I just saw him in... Um... Uh, it was a tribute to uh, a comedian, and I forget who it was. Oh, uh, um, Louis? Super Dave. Oh. It oh, was Super Dave on Netflix? Uh, yeah, one of them, yeah. Okay. Super Dave Osborne. It was Tom and Dick, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, and Tommy was the, he played the dumb one. Right. He, 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 that's kind of the character role. Though he's actually the more pissed off of the brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Which is kind of weird. Uh, he's 85 today. Uh, Graham Nash of Crosby, Stills, and Nash fame. Uh, friend of Pierre Robert. Good friend. Uh, yeah, celebrates his uh, 80th birthday. It's a great today. song. Yes, absolutely. And he's written some great songs uh, for Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Is he? I can't remember. Is he the Our House one? Yes, yes. he wrote okay. Our House and a little, yeah. with a little bit of assistance from Joni Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were a couple a at couple. the time. So. Yeah, a couple. Yeah, a couple. And <laughs> future children yeah, as well. Uh, he wrote that? Yeah. Beautiful song. Yeah, in fact, you remember, I remember he took it to Stills and it was in a different... 
uh, style, and Stephen said you need to do it this way. It was done originally as a Siberian throat song. I didn't know yeah. that. Wow. Hey. Uh, so Graham Nash is 80 <laughs> years old today. You know, there could be a, a biopic for that group. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Of, uh, in fighting, especially over the last 10, 15 years, man. Those guys just... Well, yeah. They've they've fallen apart. If you were to just get them at that point in and around Woodstock, and then yeah. what happened after that, you'd have something at the core of 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 music of, of some of the greatest artists that have ever lived. Yeah. I want to say Woodstock was the second live performance they ever did. That's true. Woodstock, you yeah. know the first uh-huh. Riddle Ale House. Um, no. yeah. Oh, and it's God not rest there anymore. Not there anymore. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so Graham Nash is eighty today. Brent Spiner of uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation. Data. Data is seventy three. Great. Uh, and he's been in several other things as well. He was in the Independence Day. He was that long-haired uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Scientist. Yeah, scientist who... Horrible. Yep. <laughs> uh, so he is 73 today. Uh, Ross Valerie from the band Journey uh, turned 73. One of those overlooked bass players uh, throughout the years because there were so many uh, virtuosos in, in the band. So, but I always liked Ross. I thought he did a great job uh, playing bass for the band. Sometimes I walk to the bathroom with this song in my mind. <laughs> Determined. Yeah. I got some stuff to do. <laughs> Ross turns 73 today. Uh, it's Dwayne Dog Chapman's birthday. Oh, my God. The bounty hunter dog is I'm, I'm very sorry, yep. and I apologize with all my heart. That's it. When you call him, that's what plays automatically because he assumes you want an apology for something. He is 69. And the last birthday I saw is uh, Gemma Arterton. Oh, yeah. Uh, she's a beautiful actress. Yes. Uh, Casey, you loved her in Clash of the Titans. Uh, okay, who does she play in that? She plays kind of their um, ethereal sidekick. Uh, she, she had... Um, uh, she was like a seer uh, of sorts. Card tricks. Yeah. And travel. No, she didn't do card tricks. She probably could do she card wasn't tricks. Is this the card you selected? Mm. Yeah. Is that Io? Is that the name of it? I believe that's okay. the character's name. Yeah. She's also a Bond girl. She was in Quantum Solace. And uh, she was in Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. Which so, I like. It's a, it's, a, it's a junk food movie. It's not very good. But Jeremy Renner's in it. They play brother and sister. And it's not okay. bad. Uh, have you guys seen this commercial? And it's, it's, I think the commercial is actually pretty good all the way up until the very end. With, with, it's with Medusa. Yeah. Where yeah. she oh, wants to go yeah. out. Yeah. The one yeah. problem I have with it okay. is that she kills a guy. She kills a guy for looking just at Just for her. making eyes. Yes. I don't like yeah. that. I, yeah, I'm just up to that point, I'm totally cool. She's going to murder some dude because he, he, he thinks they're pretty. You like, can't do that. No. If it was the other way around, dude. there'd be a big time issue. Dude, she's Medusa. I know. Okay? I know. I know. But the what poor bartender just standing there I going, know, hey, who's that lady? Medusa would do it to anybody <laughs> who looked at her. She's not really nice. Yeah. Maybe we need the bartender's backstory. I mean, perhaps he's, uh, he's a molester. Maybe, 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 he, maybe you know. he roofies their drink. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> well, we need to know these things. We can't just, you know. He might be a nice guy. Dude, listen, maybe You're actually maybe, winded over this. Maybe he lost his wife a couple of years ago, right. and he's just finally ready to move on. I think he's a predator. Yeah, okay, he might be. I'll tell you this, though. The woman that they picked to play Medusa in this commercial is very hot. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but the whole thing was Medusa was so ugly was that she would turn people to stone. It's not yeah. just her her curse. Yeah. She was actually so hideous. Her visage. Yes. Was, uh, was her visage. Vice age. Her vice age. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the uh, stupid question this morning. Which U.S. state was the U.S. dinosaur skeleton, the first U.S. dinosaur? Which U.S. state was the first dinosaur skeleton found in North America? Hello. Uh, Let's go to Jenna for the answer. Good morning, Jenna. Hi, good morning. Uh, Jenna, do you know what state we're talking of? 
Speaking How about of? New Jersey? New Jersey. Oh! Yeah, hang on, Jenna. You know they're fine. They find dinosaur bones behind hardware stores. That in New is Jersey. correct. Bye absolutely. Bye, uh, Jenna. Uh, Jenna, we are going to give you a $150 Funko to Show gift card, and you can try new favorites like their fire roasted picana or richly marbled ribeye as part of the full Churrasco experience. And a pair, you can pair them with uh, Fogo's extensive collection of South American wines. Make a reservation at uh, Center City or King of Prussia at Fogo.com. There's the Hadrosaurus. It was found, discovered in uh, Haddonfield uh, on the Cooper River. There's a really fascinating backstory behind the bones that they found. They lost them. They didn't know that it was a dinosaur at first. It, it, sent it, it was like sitting in a box at the University of Pennsylvania Museum for a stretch. And then they finally, after like a decade, 15 years, they started putting the pieces together and realizing they discovered a, d- a dinosaur. Isn't wow. that amazing? Yeah, it's a really fascinating story. That guy, uh, Kenneth Lacavara that we yes. talked about yeah, a number great. of times. Yeah, uh, uh, and In his book, he describes this in great is detail. He, is he the one who discovered Dreadnoughtus? Yes. Uh, Dreadnoughtus. Dreadnoughtus, yeah, okay. the, the yeah. biggest one ever. Right. Yeah. So or the, I think they now have since found one bigger. I think you're right. Oh, wow. Hey, by the way, his the Hadrosaurus, as the first one found, right. founded Haddonfield. Is right. the H-A-D a part of that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's Could awesome. you imagine if they found it in Ocean City? <laughs> be like the Ocean City Saurus or something. The Ocean City Saurus. I would be. That, wow, my mind is spinning about that. So I never even considered <laughs> that. It? All right, um, let's uh, I'm a get nauseous. <laughs> let's do, let's get into some of the entertainment stuff this morning. We're going to begin with uh, Whoopi. Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. We have audio for this. (laughs) Whoopi Goldberg has been suspended from The View for two weeks following her controversial remarks about the Holocaust. Uh, ABC News President Kim Goodwin, or is it Godwin, uh, said in a statement yesterday evening, while Whoopi has apologized, I've asked her to take time to reflect and learn about the impact of her comments. Uh, Whoopi tried to explain her comments on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert Monday. Is that what we have the no, audio from? No, so we have audio. She's done about 3,500 apologies okay. uh, since the initial thing. Uh, this is the one from yes- yesterday. They actually had a... Um, uh, an expert on the Holocaust, uh, and she was talking to this person. But before that, she issued her uh, most recent apology. Okay, here we go. Yesterday uh, on our show, I misspoke. My words upset so many people, which was never my intention. I regret my comments, as I said, and I stand corrected. I also stand with the Jewish people, as they know and y'all know. Um, An ABC insider told Page Six, ABC staffers and Disney Network executives are saying that uh, Whoopi went way too far. uh, And board members are not happy with her apology and want a fuller retraction. Uh, The word is that Whoopi is in deep crap, according to this. (laughs) (laughs) That was a big one. Yeah, it was good. (laughs) The source said... The source added that many of the network, including your fellow hosts, <laughs> <laughs> I don't call you. I'm sorry. I did. Sometimes you get a jewel. I wish I could do that, though. I can't do that. <laughs> you know, for a little bit, I lost a percentage of my. We've, we've got. I, lo- I lost oh, my falsetto completely right. at one point. So I had over to go the to years, the, yeah, I had right? to go to a doctor about it, and uh, mm. so mine went away and came back. Yeah. So go go figure that. I now, now have my original four octave range. And back. now you can say whoopee. <laughs> yeah. uh, they uh, in look, let's see here. Many at the network, including your fellow hosts, believe whoopee is too controversial now for the show. 
and that this isn't going to just blow over. So we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> I think they're going to keep her. They they, yeah. they blather on about all sorts of stuff on that show, yeah, and uh, that's what they do. Yes. Uh, so another story. Kelly Rizzo uh, has found a special way to honor her late husband, Bob Saget. I didn't know that was her oh, name, man. Rizzo. Yeah. I almost played a Rizzo clip. That I know. Been in bed it's, Sorry. It's, it's sad with, uh, with Bob. But uh, the Eat... Travel Rock blogger, I guess that's the name of her uh, her blog, I guess, Eat Travel Rock, uh, revealed on Instagram Monday that she took the stage at the Comedy Store in Los Angeles on Sunday evening to honor Bob. Uh, the A lot moment... of comedians showed up for that, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the moment was particularly poignant, and it uh, took place at the venue where uh, Bob had launched his career as a comedian over 40 years ago. Uh, Rizzo noted how Saget, quote, would have gotten a huge kick out of me being up on stage there, backed up by his good friends Jim Carrey, Chris Rock, Jeff Ross, John Mayer, and uh, John Stamos. Uh, she said, I know it made him smile big, especially making Jim laugh like that. Bob would have been like, way to go, honey. I never, uh, I knew that you could do it. John uh, Stamos. Uh, she said, uh, thank you to everyone who came out last night to support and honor Bob. It means so much to all of us. Uh, Rizzo added, once again, he deserves every bit of all of this love. And uh, follow Bob's lead and tell your loved ones how much they mean to you every damn day. You know, it's still hard to believe that he's gone. I I was thinking about it when I was reading this story last night. I Um, was like, uh, you... Every time he was on, you looked forward to that very much interview so. because you were talking to a friend, yep. and that's no more. I know it hurts. Yeah, uh, he was the. It was the second event held in Bob's honor at the Comedy Store this month on uh, the sixteenth, just two days after he was laid to rest in private ceremony. It was revealed that a group of Saget's closest friends gathered at the iconic venue to pay tribute uh, to the late actor on Sunday. Uh, Ross shared more photos from the small impromptu, quote, punk rock shiva uh, (laughs) with photos of the star-studded guests who attended, including Mayor Stamos, Dave Chappelle, Jody Sweeten, and Saget's uh, two daughters, Aubrey and Laura. So still sad to think about that. You know, it's worth watching, uh, if you haven't seen it in a long time, is Rolling with Saget, the Jamie Kennedy video. So funny. (laughs) It's this, this, supposedly this one night where they're out going around with Saget and the and the the stuff he gets into is so yeah. funny. And I want to. Uh, I, I also am curious about why he passed away. What yes. happened? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you know, it's still going to be a little while before they they come back with a report on that. Alec Baldwin has settled a lawsuit about a dispute with a man over a parking spot in New York City. Remember this a while back? It was 2018. Yeah, it stemmed from an incident uh, between act uh, the actor and um, uh, Wojcik. Uh, Kezkowski, or Siskowski, is, uh, I believe is how you say his name, who uh, claimed that Baldwin shoved him hard and then punched him in the jaw. Didn't you see I put a chair there? Uh, Baldwin would later <laughs> uh, plead guilty to violation of harassment in the second degree with a conditional discharge uh, and participation in a short-term anger management program under New York law. A violation is not Dad, can I talk to you for a minute? <laughs> By the way, I have a discharge. Uh, so that's all been settled. You know, you forget years ago, there was tons of footage of Alec Baldwin in fights with paparazzi. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and, and then he calmed down for a while. Yep, yep. Uh, in a People cover story released yesterday, Jennifer Lopez all but gushed about her relationship with Ben Affleck. Uh, the Hustlers actress said, I've never been better. Uh, and she said it's not just because of her film Marry Me is set to debut uh, February 11th. She said, I feel, so, that's her gushing. Oh. I feel so lucky and happy and proud to be with him. Oh. Um, and she said of Affleck while in the sun-drenched room in her house, as People Illustrated. Tell me, are you proud to be with me? 
You will be. She said that's because it's become <laughs> Affleck's office when he's there. Uh, Jennifer, Tell me, is this my office when I'm here? It will be. <laughs> Jennifer said it's a beautiful love story that we got a second chance. Yeah. Uh, Lopez and Affleck were seen together from 2002 to 2004. Uh, and the pair recently reconnected last spring. She said it was a, there was a little bit of fear regarding the media frenzy that surrounded them the first time around. She said we both were like, wow, we're so happy and we don't want any of that to come into play again. We're older now. We're smarter. We have more experience. We're at different places in our lives. We have kids now. And yeah. we have to be very conscious of those things. We're so protective because it's such a beautiful time for all of us. Gotcha. I love Good her. Um, but uh, this is not my theory. This is Marissa's. And I'm sort of leaning towards real? that right now. But she thinks this is all for show and that it's not real. And that somebody set this up and was like, look, we're going to get you both back in the spotlight. Uh, you know, positive spotlight. Mm-hmm. And this is how we'll do it. I think, A, that I don't think that holds water because she was already in a positive spotlight. Yeah, he had negative? gone through. Um, not negative. Just just back. in. You know, they, they both sort of faded away for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think the A-Rod relationship was getting oh, them into the spotlight. I think there was like almost a contract. It was like, I will oh, give you... Oh, you don't think this one? I thought you Well, meant- this one is very fa- fabricated in that it's like planned out. Like, okay. she wore this white dress on the same day that would have been their wedding day, seven years before. Like, that stuff. And like, somebody has to plant that story. Like, nobody's going back and saying, oh, they're on a red carpet on April 17th. Do you remember that April 17th, 2002, they were supposed to get married? Like... I have to respectfully disagree because... <laughs> I think that even though these people uh, have fame and fortune and they have to watch out for their careers, they're still human beings. And if they were doing this, they would be missing the opportunity (laughs) for real love love. with someone else. You know what I mean? Yeah. They'd be wasting their time. Either way, I love her. Look at this picture of her. She's so hot. Have you seen seen the picture of her? She's got... In the back, it's one of the lowest dips on a gown I've ever seen. Like, I mean, you know, she can get away with that stuff because right. she's in amazing shape. Love Is that. she your girl crush, you think? Yeah, I think okay. I've always loved her. Like, yeah. I, I think she would be somebody I could, like, hang out with. There was a great SNL bit where she's, um, they, you know, they're doing a DIY show. And they go to this house, Preston, and it's live. And it's home repair. And the guy's going to go, and hey, we're going to redo your living room. And so... Um, Jennifer Lopez comes to the door looking like fantastic, and the joke is her husband is incredibly plain. So the husband's standing next to her, and the guy goes, could you go inside and get your husband? And she, oh, he's right here. And then thing after thing just does not jibe, and it's a, a very well done, very funny bit, but she looks spectacular. What was the, um, was it the Super Bowl performance that she performed with Shakira? Was it Super Bowl? I think so, yeah. That was like yeah. a dream come true for me. I'm sure. That was... yes. <laughs> this is it, Preston. They're showing the clip here in the... Uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah he was... collects Smurfs. He's unemployed. She's a doctor. Oh, she looks stunning. <laughs> uh, she continued saying, I'm so proud of the man he's become that I've watched from afar, being honest with each other, being loving. That's just the basis of everything. I love it. Hey, she loves it. Yes. Tell me, do you want a gold rose from Steven Singer? <laughs> you will. <laughs> uh, America's Got Talent judge Simon Cowell was hospitalized in London after recently falling off of his electric bike. Oh, yeah, yeah. Again. Yeah. Oh, again? Well, well, you remember he had had that he had had that first time where he had a serious yeah, accident. Yeah, that's what I thought you were talking. About. No, 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 this is a, this is a different one. Uh, source told people he fell off his bike, broke his arm. He's absolutely fine. The source added the cow is already at home recuperating. A photo of him in a bright yellow cast was uh, published in the Sun uh, yesterday. 
Uh, turns out this isn't the first time, as Steve said, uh, Cal was in an accident involving an electric bike. Uh, he fell while trying out an electric bike in the courtyard of his Malibu, California home in August of 2020 as well. So not that long ago. Yeah. Uh, he was hospitalized for a back injury and rep told people at the time he's doing fine, he's under observation, and he is in the best possible hands. Two things. I think he should probably stay off the electric bike. Yeah. And also, I'm kind of intrigued by the electric bikes. Oh, they're awesome. They're, are they're they? Great. Yeah, they're yeah, they really awesome. are. I think when spring rolls around, I might look into getting one. You can really you can really clock some miles yeah. with that. And you can, you can set it to where you do have to work a bit. Yeah. And not just be yep. like on a moped. Yeah, I, I mean, want you've that. got it. You've got it. You can you can change the amount of effort you have to put into <laughs> it to engage the engine. Yeah, I like that. Uh, so it's really cool, man. Uh, this is pretty wild. Steve Rita Moreno revealed the dark side of her eight eight year relationship with Marlon Brando. Oh, I, I read a lengthy article on this, and uh, yeah, you're exactly right. It, it pretty freaky. Yeah, it was a recent Variety Actors on Actors chat. Uh, the EGOT winner, now 90, met Brando when she was just 22 on the set of Desiree in 1954. She said, ultimately, it was exciting to be with Marlon. Uh, she was being interv- interviewed by Jessica Chastain, by the way. She said, oh, my God, it was exciting. He was extraordinary in many, many ways, but he was a bad guy. Uh, she said, he was a bad guy when it came to women. I was such a different person then. I had all the makings of a doormat. She said, I could... Read him like a book, and that's why he loved me, and that's why he mistreated me in so many ways. Yeah. Uh, she said the relationship was so bad, at one point she tried to end her life with Whoa. pills in his house. She was going to overdose. He was, yeah, I mean, that was sort of that mental cruelty. When uh, Brando wanted to get back together with her in 1969, Moreno said, I didn't want that, but he did. He lost a big part of himself, I think. The good part of him, the good Marlon that Rita loved. It was very complicated, really, really complicated. So I wonder, wow. like, because Brando later on, there were times when he seemed to be in, in better shape and, and then mentally not so good. I wonder if he had sort of undiagnosed, like, bipolar issues. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cause... Because you remember his son, I believe, committed suicide. I think you're correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, listen, I'm sure history is filled with people who... Were, had these undiagnosed right. conditions and could have gotten help. And were just viewed as sort of quirky, yeah. artistic types. It didn't exist yeah. at the time. Well, after Joe Rogan posted a video to Instagram on Monday regarding the Spotify controversy, stating that he would work on balancing perspectives on his podcast, Dwayne The Rock Johnson offered him support. He said, great stuff here, brother. Per- uh, perfectly articulated. Look forward to coming on, on one day and breaking out the tequila with you. Oh, I'd have to listen to that interview. I'd Is love to he, hear. It, he has his own tequila, too, right? He does. Okay. Yeah. Other stars joined Johnson in propping up Rogan, including uh, Jewel and Kelly Slater. Uh, former presidential candidate Marianne Williamson said, I am triple vaxxed, but unless they're standing for hate or calling for violence... Banning someone's podcast is too much like burning a book to me. Joe Rogan should talk on his podcast about whatever he damn well pleases. Uh, others didn't feel that moved. Uh, India Irie posted to Instagram Monday uh, that she was removing her music from Spotify. I think Graham Nash did, too, whose birthday it is uh, today, alongside Neil Young and Joni Mitchell and others. Uh, she wrote that her criticism of Rogan wasn't just about COVID-19 misinformation, but also his language around race. I am when Spotify created a disclaimer policy in response to the controversy. Sharon Stone told TMZ the only disclaimer she wants from Rogan is that he's an a-hole. Hmm. So everybody's got their opinions about that. Yep. Just like a-holes. Everyone has one. Everybody has one. <laughs> uh, according to today, that 70s show couple, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis, 
uh, committed to doing Dry January together, but on Monday, Kutcher caught uh, Munis in the act of making a cocktail. Uh-oh. And in the video, Kutcher facing the camera whispers, it's still Dry January, and Mila and I have been doing Dry January and I think she's breaking dry January right now. It was a cute video. The audio is not so good, but um, he's peering around the corner. And Kathy, she looks like a like a kid getting into the <laughs> into the cookie cabinet. Uh-huh. So you see her behind the thing, and he, oh, he catches her. I'm making a cocktail. Yeah, he approaches her at the bar and asks what she's doing. She says nothing, and then laughs and then admits <laughs> to making a cocktail. And uh, he said, "She said, I work off the lunar calendar, so it's wet February for me. Right now. <laughs> Don't worry about it. That is a good answer. Yes, That's yep, a yep. really, really good answer. So I love her, man. Were any of you engaged in? I know, Casey. I was, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah. likewise for me. But uh, uh, no, I did uh, the the no spend January, and uh, I tried something else. <laughs> <laughs> tried something else. I don't remember what happened. You don't want to talk about it? No, I don't remember what, what that was. Oh, okay. <laughs> Kathy, here's the uh, here's the video. She's in the cabinet. <laughs> totally. I, I tried to uh, to get on the eating right exercising thing, which I do right. usually at the you know stereotypically in the first of the year. I couldn't do it this time. Yet. I just don't feel like it. You know what I mean? You listen. There, there. There's a lot. Yes, you, and you will get there. It'll yeah. be absolutely fine. But there's a lot we we juggle, and sometimes we need to give ourselves permission to just yeah. relax a bit. Yep, I'll get to it. And have that crumble cookie and scotch, uh, Steve. You might. Uh, in fact, I know you like this. According to Deadline, a new series in the Star Trek franchise is in development at CBS Studios. I like the idea of this. The name comes from the late 1990s video game, Star Trek Starfleet Academy. Yeah. I like the idea of this. The series will feature college cadets at the United Federation for Planets Space Force. So there's an animated Starfleet Academy, is there not? Don't know. Yeah. I'm ble- familiar. There's a ton of stuff out there. And like the, the actual Star Trek Discovery, have you watched that at all on All Access CBS? Mm, no. So when they, to me, it really started humming when they brought Captain Pike into the into the whole mix. Uh, I couldn't really get into it, so I'm going back to it and and trying it again because it's super well produced. The budget is like off the charts, and also Picard, I like, but I'm not, you know, as fanatical. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same thing with me. I mean, I, I loved the original Star Trek and Next Generation. And then I, I didn't get into Deep Space Nine or the other ones. Yeah. It just, nothing has really grabbed me. Uh, but I like that universe, and I like hearing about it. It's cool. So I was all about Deep Space Nine. and, and, and But after a while, again, too many of the same things at the dance yeah. starts to dilute it, you know? Yeah. Sorry, it took a big drink. <laughs> <laughs> no, if, if you were doing it like, like a morning show, like, yeah. you know, like, yeah, it, you got to take a big swig out of your mug. Pause. And, but you couldn't get away with your mug that says F you. Uh, Ted, I, which which has to do with yeah. this next story. Ted Lasso star because I have a yeah, uh, yeah. I have a coffee mug that has Roy Kent on it, and it just says F. <laughs> it's got the F word across it. And those of you who watch Ted Lasso would know why. Uh, but By the way, I finished it. I finished the second season. What did you think? Yeah. Oh, okay. it's great. The, yeah. And the, the last episode, I'm like, that little. I know. And by the way, Case, how far out did I call it? You called it. Yeah, yeah. You called it. So writer and co-executive producer Brett Goldstein, who plays Roy Kent has struck an overall deal with Warner Brothers Television. Uh, he will, They will develop and produce, or he will, a new series with the studio as part of the multi-year agreement. Uh, the deal, which covers writing, development, and producing, rather than acting, Mars Goldstein's first overall pack. Because he was a writer. Yes. And, and he just, 
He he felt he could play Roy Kent, and he he uh, created a uh, a reel of him doing an audition. And he's like, "Watch this. If you like it, hire me. If you don't like it, just don't say anything to me." He felt a little embarrassed about it, but he's perfect. For he the is role. perfect. And I, I saw a movie where he plays sort of a, a like a quasi superhero, uh, and he wrote it. And uh, it, it, Preston, to see him in this character, it's like. It's not Roy Kent. Right? Because yeah. he's so good as that character. So he is in hot demand right now. Goldstein is working on season three of Ted Lasso, which is set to start production soon, which is great. Uh, and recently set up Jason Siegel fronted therapist comedy series Shrinking at Apple. So he's behind that. And get the, uh, Apple gave it a 10-episode order alongside his uh, Ted Lasso boss, Bill Lawrence. Uh, Goldstein, who won the 2021 Emmy for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series, Previously created and executive produces AMC uh, AMC anthology series Soulmates with Will Bridges, the series which uh, starred the likes of Succession's Sarah Snook and Billions David Cust- Custabali. So it's like a billion? Custabile, mm-hmm. yeah, like a billion. Uh, was renewed for a second season uh, like in August of uh, 2020. Uh, so that's cool. Oh, and his statement, by the way, I like this. Uh, about this deal with Warner Brothers. He said, much like the character Joe Gillis in Sunset Boulevard, I've always dreamed of having my own parking space at Warner's, and it's extraordinary to see that dream come true. I do, however, hope the comparison ends there, and I don't wind up dead in a pool having been shot by an insane older movie star. As long as that doesn't happen, I'm very excited and extremely honored to be embarking on a new and exciting adventure with the excellent brothers at Warner's. Have you ever seen uh, Sunset Boulevard? No. It begins with that. The, oh, really? the, the character who is narrating the movie is murdered in the first few minutes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. And, uh, yeah, we better do the uh, the clips now because of the time here. We have other things, but we'll get to them tomorrow. Uh, employees are given access to a special memory erasing program to separate their work and personal life in severance. Huh. In this clip, director Ben Stiller talks about how some of his past roles might have changed if his mind was wiped. I mean, I think as an actor or when you're a creative person, by nature, it's subjective. You're bringing parts of yourself into your work. I mean, that's what it's about. So it's hard to separate that out, I think, because you want that. You want to be connected to it. Um, and it's something that, you know, it's a question, like, I think a lot of creative people have is, is you look you look at yourself and see, am I really connecting with this in the way that means something to me? And if it is, that, I think then that's what you want to be doing. Thank you. Uh, Adam Scott's in this. I saw the, uh, the little trailer for it. It looks interesting. It, I, I can't, you know, it's got obviously some comedic minds behind it, but it looks pretty serious. It uh, looks more um, quasi-THX1138, uh, dystopian, mind-altering. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Sunshine of the... Or, uh, and Eternal Sunshine, Sunshine of the Spotless, Spotless Mind, mind which is one of like my that. favorite movies. Mm. All right, so next clip, we have that for you. After the moon is knocked on a collision course with Earth, two astronauts and a conspiracy theorist must team up to stop the planet's destruction and moonfall. <laughs> Hate that when the moon falls on Earth. Here, Patrick Wilson shares his feelings on doing stunt work for the film. Doing stunts and doing movies, it's completely unnatural, right? Like, when in your life, even if you're like a martial arts guy, when are you going to do like a hundred kicks in a row and then get thrown across a room ten times. And it usually, by the way, it's, it's, it's almost never the big stunts. It's the, hey, you got to dive out of the way of this. Now, I've got kids. i got boys. We just roll around on the ground a lot and wrestle. But, like, when do you do that, like, 30 times in a row? Yeah! 
I love Patrick Wilson. He's great. Yeah, he's so great. He's great. Everything he's in. There's a couple of uh, scenes in the trailer. I'm like, oh, this looks pretty cool. And then <laughs> I see a car ramp from one piece of the moon to the next. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't do it. I'm not. I'm not Too much. No, wait, too wasn't, much. It wasn't the alien inside the moon? That, no, uh, I know. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, no, listen. A lot Hi, guys. Of <laughs> Hi, guys. It was me. That part uh, was believable. It's that not, part was like, believable. No, I know, I know. It, was, it was just cheesy. I was some, like, this is some, cheesy. Sometimes they go, like, in the, like just stay, stay in the zone. In the Hobbit um, trilogy, uh, there's a scene where um, Legolas, mm-hmm. right? The, a bridge is collapsing, and as the chunks of the bridge are collapsing... Oh, he's jumping on he's them. He's jumping on falling. Yeah. I'm it like, doesn't work that way. It does not work uh-huh. that way. No, no. Not, not in any yeah. world does it work that way. <laughs> uh, it's I know a little mean. too much. By the way, speaking of, of, of uh, fantasy things like Lord of the Rings, uh, one of the actors in this uh, movie is a guy who plays Sam yes! in... Uh, in uh, Game of Thrones. I couldn't. I was like, yeah. I know that guy from something. He looks like he's lost a lot of weight. Sam Tar- uh, Tarly? Was that yeah. the name? Yeah. The so. actor's name is John Bradley. I think he's like the third uh, lead in this movie because it's Halle Berry and uh, Patrick Wilson and then this guy. Moon Falls in theaters this Friday if you want to. Who's the third him. lead? This guy. This, this guy, guy over here. <laughs> All right, and that's it. That's what I got for you. We have your chance to win some tickets to see the Black Keys. That show is Saturday, July 30th. It's part of our secret text word prize today. So text word secret to 39333. Bounce word back to you, see if you can call in later on with that word, and we'll also grab a random texter and give that away, too. Uh, a couple of guests, Greg Harris, the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame president and CEO, yeah. talking about the nominations that are out today. We'll find out who those are. Uh, comedian Tony Roberts and uh, Fox Good Day. we got a bunch to get to, so we'll be back in just a moment with all of it. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents Gifts from the Holy Ghost Tour. Dorothy performing live at the new Brooklyn Bowl, Philadelphia, Sunday, April 10th. Listen to Jackson and the Preston and Steve show all this week to win your way in. Tickets on sale Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster. Click concerts at WMMR.com for pre-sale info and another chance to win for MMR VIPs. Dorothy plus special guests April 10th at Brooklyn Bowl, Philadelphia. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, it is really foggy out. Yeah. Like, extremely foggy here in Bala Kenwood. I'm not sure about everywhere. But yeah, well, I just got a, a, a weather warning, Preston, <clears throat> about the fog in all the areas. Yeah, so that's going to cause some traffic issues this morning. Be careful if uh, you happen to be in a densely foggy area. There should be a lot more land-bound lighthouses. Like, Agree, you know? yeah, to watch out for... <laughs> right. Land just to yeah uh-huh. mm-hmm. yeah why not like in our parking lot uh so I'm not sure if I noticed this or not but we'll we can start with that I uh, guess yeah. maybe because I don't know if or we'll is just, it? I don't know if we'll just talk about this or if I'll notice some other things normally you when noticed I noticed that there were things in your junk drawer I did yes yes I did notice that okay this is hilarious <laughs> today. Uh, the Washington franchise, the Washington football team, is yes. supposed to announce the name of the team. And apparently last night, uh, during a flyover of FedEx Field and NBC uh, news station, NBC Washington Chopper 4, was flying over the stadium and they zoomed in. And apparently in the apparel store, yes, they already hung up the name. Oh, stop it. Commanders on a sign. And I like that. 
I like the commanders. But they're yeah. not supposed to reveal it. Yeah, yeah. So they got it. And this somebody put the sign up, and I think it's one of those deals. It might have been where uh, the the windows are kind of tinted or something yeah, like that, from and they the right angle, like, yeah, and they thought that you might not be able to see it, and the lights were on, and they got a picture of it, and this the team later the the store turned out the lights, and then you couldn't really see it. I like but, how they also attempted to uh, take the wind out of that by saying, "Oh no, that's ridiculous." Well, then there's there's uh, people are, are posing that well, maybe it's a red herring, and they're doing it on purpose. No, maybe. it's the name, but. I'm sure I mean, I, we had heard, I heard, you told me off air that you had heard commanders like... That it was a uh, considered a favorite or an inside source that had kind of all but guaranteed that that would be the name anyway, but they went ahead and hung it up out uh, ahead of the big rollout today. Mm-hmm. So, I, uh, uh, so, out of the back. On the aesthetic of it, I, I think that is a pretty solid name. Yeah, I think it's yeah. cool. Yeah. I like commanders. There was another one that I liked a little bit better. I just don't remember what Guardians? it was. Red, Guardians? Might have been Guardians. Yeah. yeah. Wait, um, no, is, wait what, isn't that the... Uh, Cleveland baseball team. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, they're the Goombas. Oh, the Goombas. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goombas. And now, ladies and gentlemen, your Washington Goomba. Your Washington Goomba. (laughs) I mean, are are we? The Goochers. (laughs) Take it that direction. Because I assume it's Washington because of, like, Commander-in-Chief and all of that. Right, 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 sure, sure, yeah. uh, but the Goombas and the and the goons and the uh, yeah, right. or just, just the mooks, something, <laughs> something totally childish. The too. Minnesota mooks, <laughs> the baby heads, yeah, you know, or the buttheads. <laughs> love it. Oh my, the God. Dutch ovens. <laughs> Do you think there will be? So th- there's you know there's always oh. naming rights on stadiums and stuff. Do you think we'll ever get to a point where the naming rights will be the no. actual mascot? No. Okay. Uh, no. You know, there's again we're left with the waterfront. Um, I think yeah. I think that's just temporary. There's no oh, it's way be something, yeah, yeah. it's going to be. It has to be. Oh, yeah. do you mean to you make mean, money? Do you mean like Eagles Field or something like that? Or uh, it would, no, like it would be like the, the Philadelphia Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, oh, the, the team. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I do. Oh my god. I mean, you know, really? I mean, look at that. Sure, the union. The union's a good a good example. Like on the right. front of the union jersey, it says Bimbo, and that's you and know it's listen. a fine sponsor and everything like that. But like you don't see the words union on the front of their jerseys. You see that. But but would the team actually be named the Bimbo? Yeah, I mean I think it's just a matter okay. of time. Like there's going to be there's companies like cryptocurrency and and you know they they renamed the arena in L.A. I don't think you're too far off in that, Nick. If somebody steps up with an obscene yeah. amount of money, which they will, money might cave and go. You know what? Yeah. Okay, this is what they did with the stadiums. Yeah, you know that's what they ended up doing. And with they, them. they used to have these kind of majestic, important oh, yeah. names to them: Veteran Stadium, right, and so right. On, and, but you're you know, right. The money is too substantial yeah. to not. Not entice them to do it, and eventually people just roll. And I remember, I remember a lot of people bristling against you're naming the stadium after a bank. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I had uh, recently become a uh, Manchester United fan, and I was looking for jerseys, and I didn't the the jersey. And listen, I have nothing against Chevrolet. My wife drives a Tahoe. Yeah. It's just a Chevrolet symbol. I'm right. like, I'm not going right. to walk around wearing a Chevy shirt. Like that's right. that's not what I want to do. And uh, I'm supporting uh, WNBA basketball. Um, you know, the women's professional a- athletics. So I bought a, an Elena Deladon jersey for the Washington Mystic Mystics. It took me like forever to find a shirt that didn't have it. Uh, you it know, says Jack sell them for less. <laughs> yes, <laughs> essentially. You know, that's because yeah, I don't, don't want to do that. Here's a perfect example: the New York Red Bulls. 
I mean, somebody just texted in. That's the name. Of, there are two soccer teams in, in New York. One is um, FC New York, and the other one is the New York Red Bulls. Nick, I'll tell you one that's appropriate. The Jets wow. have uh, their stadium, or their team name, new team name, is the Joe Namath Menstrual Cups. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder if the Jets fans are ever pissed that they have to play in Giant Stadium. They are. Yeah, well, it's you know. they are. It's MetLife Stadium, isn't it? Yeah, but, uh, well, I guess you're right. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay. But it used to be still, Giant, it used yeah. to be Giant Stadium when it was the Meadowlands, but now it's MetLife. Yeah, you're right. Hey, in Chicago, I said, listen, I, I don't keep track of what the hell the stadium names are because they change so often yeah. now, but Soldier Field used to be the one in Chicago. That's not that anymore, is it? I think it might have a bank name in front of it, like uh, Soldier Field at PNC Bank or something oh, like that. Oh, okay, so sometimes they'll Some, hang they'll, on to they'll the... keep them, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's Impossible Burger Field now. There's not many that, that don't have <laughs> any uh, corporate bond. Like, Wrigley is one, Fenway is one, Yankee Stadium, believe it or not, is one in New York. Yeah. Well, St. Louis was always a uh, had a name on it. It was Bush Stadium yeah. from the beginning because the, the Anheuser-Busch the, the Anheuser Brewery was in, uh, in the town, and so... But Therefore, it didn't feel like a sponsored well, stadium. I mean, right. if you want to, technically, Wrigley was a company as well. So, yeah. Wrigley Field, I mean, You're that, right. was, that was the gum company. So, And what is Fenway? What is It's they, now what? Bubble Yum Stadium. <laughs> Steve, what's a Fenway? <laughs> About 10 pounds. No, Bubblicious would be better. Bubblicious uh, Stadium. Uh, Bruce Stripes. <laughs> Big League Chew Stadium. Wow. Okay, yeah. well, anyhow, uh, Fenway, Nick, is it, it's got to be somebody's name, I would imagine, right? Uh, the Fenway, yes. Yeah, the Fenway neighborhood. So um, oh, no okay. corporate sponsorship there. Okay. Oh, well, there you go. All right. Uh, well, anyhow, Johnny Fenway. Okay. Apparently, the Washington Commanders is what it's going to be, and they, they tip the hat too early, tip their hand too early. Do you know what I need? I need I need to go and get more uh, sports swag. Like, uh, my one of my favorite hoodies was the... Um, the the classic they did the, the, the flyers classic um, oh the the uh, the winter classic uh, winter classic okay man was that like and I can't find like you get your best underwear from the uh, the, yeah. the the fills you get your best hoodie it's really well made stuff yeah I just got a um, a new Sixers hoodie that those are good too it is really really good yep. uh, and by the way uh, for anybody who wants to hate me over being a Man U fan here's the deal I wanted to start following Major League or, I mean uh, Premier League soccer my friend Helen. Is the only English person that like I consider like my friend. She's from Manchester. She told me to root for. Have Man you U. been catching crap because of that? I just saw it. Too, uh, it, it was a joke. It was okay, a joke. Right, right. He goes, ah, you just gave me a reason to hate you. But like, I, I don't, I don't know pre- Premier League soccer. I, I don't know if I just started I rooting. Just get started somewhere. Why? Well, but I don't That's know if I started rooting for like the Dallas Cowboys of oh, the Premier who League. Cares. <laughs> People Who cares? Take sports very serious. Who offers the best logoed menstrual cups? Uh, Joe Namath. Yeah, we go. <laughs> yes. Okay. Lambeau oh. Field is another one without a corporate sponsorship attached to it. Lambeau and oh, yeah, the Packers Lambeau. play. Lamborghini. Yeah. I always saw Lamborghini at sponsor. No, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. They should. <laughs> Shouldn't they? Yeah, now right. they should. Just change the spell. Tonight is Lamborghini night. Everyone yeah. attending will get a Lamborghini. Uh, we have breaking news. What? I'm sorry to uh, jump oh, into no, this story, oh. but let's break the news. We go now to WMMR, the studios of Preston and Steve, where Preston is waiting to deliver breaking news. Phil saw a shadow. Six more weeks of winter. We're as cold as ice, in the great foreigner words. Are we willing to sacrifice our love? (laughs) I think so. I was trying to think of the next line, and I can't remember it. Yeah, that's where it ends You never take advice. But someday you never pay the price. Pay the price. That's right. I know. Yeah. You never take advice. All right. So uh, six more weeks of winter. Yeah. So the delirious yeah. rat 
whatever, man. All right, listen, I did notice this story. All right, and, and we're going to move on. This on. is this is wild. I'm serious. And I got to thank Jerry Torres. He's a local comedian. and uh, Jerry's great. He, he sends me good stuff, and I loved this. So it has to do with Van Halen's 1980s Hot for Teacher video. Yes. All right, so it's on the album 1984, so the video came out that year, I assume. Uh, and it was an interview that Jerry found with the kid who played little Michael Anthony in the video. His name is uh-huh. Yano Anaya. I remember okay. he looked a lot like Michael Anthony, did he not? I don't remember. Yeah. They all, you know, tried to approximate the look of the band members. So those of you who may not know the video, uh, it is, it's miniature versions. It's kids that were playing uh, Mike and Alex and Eddie and Dave. And they go to school and Hopper Teacher is all about Sexy teachers who look like strippers, apparently, right, yeah. in this video, and and uh, and also it sends a pretty bad message about beating up the the dorky kid yeah. in the school. Remember, right, Waldo, right, yeah, yeah. even the bus driver who is Dave uh, is giving him a hard time. But nonetheless, uh, and and this this story will exemplify how different things were back then. So it's an interview with this guy who was a kid at the right. time on the set, playing Michael Anthony on the set. So in the interview, and I'll just read it verbatim. So the, the interviewer asked, did you know any of the other kids before you met them at the shoot? He said, no. I went to an audition in Hollywood, and then I got a call back two, back later, uh, two days later. Uh, then two days after that, I got the call that I actually got the job. I didn't meet anybody else until I got to the location, which was at a high school, which was John Marshall High School in Los Feliz. He said the school wasn't even operating because they used it in so much in movies and commercials. So I guess they just used it for yeah. that exclusively eventually. He said, what do you remember about the day of the shoot? And Yano said, the shoot took four days. I got there on the first day at 9.30 in the morning, and I told my mom, I need to go meet the band. That's my priority. So I found the trailer, and I knocked on the door. Alex Van Halen answered, and he looked up, up at me. He looked at me and went, what's up, kid? And I just went, I'm part of the cast. I'm playing Michael Anthony Jr., and I just wanted to see if I could hang out with you guys. And he went, come on in. Wow. And the kid was like, yeah. So... He goes, uh, the interviewer said, you were a 13-year-old kid uh, when they were on their, were they on their best behavior when you were with him? And he goes, well, their best behavior for Van Halen, because there was no filter. And Alex was like, hey, man, why don't you go in the back there and grab us a couple beers? (laughs) This kid's 13. Right, right, right. Uh, So I walked back there, and Dave Lee Roth was there. He looked at me and went, who the F are you? Why is there a kid in our trailer? And Alex was like, don't worry about a man. He's just part of the cast. He's hanging out with us. Uh, they had an ice chest in the back with nothing but Coke and Schlitz malt liquor beer. So I grabbed two of them. I went up to the front, and Alex challenged me to a shotgun. Oh my and he said, I'm like, I'm 13 years old. Uh, it's 1020 in the morning, and I'm drinking a Schlitz beer with Alex Van Halen. He said, I drank that one beer, and I was so drunk. Wow. Because malt liquor is, like, loaded yeah. with alcohol contents. He's 13. He shotguns a beer with Alex Van Halen. Uh, he said, what was the re- the interviewer said, what was the real Michael Anthony like? He said he was very cool. He was just chilled. Uh, and Eddie was kind of quiet as well. And I don't think Dave was in and hanging out with some kid. <laughs> Probably not. He said, but Alex was the one. He wanted to know who I was uh, and uh, where I was from and all that stuff. Well, he, we hear that Alex is kind of a dick with adults, so maybe hanging with kids is maybe. more his, uh, yeah. his speed. And then the interviewer says, what's your favorite memory of actually shooting the video? And this is great. He said, the thing that struck stuck with me most was the part 
where the teacher was dancing on the table and all the kids were looking at her legs. <laughs> and the director was shouting, grab her legs. Oh, and I looked at my mom and I said, should I do that? Is that okay? And my mom was like, do your son job. And I was so embarrassed to do, do your that, job, son. So he's reaching up and grabbing the stripper. This is woman who's essentially playing a stripper in the uh, in the video, grabbing her legs. Uh, and the interviewer finally asked, did you ever get, did you get to spend much time with Eddie? He said, yeah. I grew the balls to ask him to play the intro to Running With The Devil, which was my favorite song. Oh, wow. And he took me to the back of the trailer, pulled out a tiny little amp, pulled out his guitar, and literally played the whole thing for me in person by myself just for me. That's a pretty magical memory. He said that experience was epic. I read an interview, I think it, yeah, it was an interview with or a, an article about the woman who played the, the teacher. And um, she's aged quite nicely. But, um, yeah, she she couldn't quite wrap her mind around what, <laughs> what the purpose of the video was, uh, yeah. especially with the kids. You look back at it now yeah, and you're yeah. like, no way, dude. <laughs> no way would that ever happen. It would now, not fly, yeah. so many faux pas in that. <laughs> uh, and, and the video of these, these kids and this stripper gyrating on the stage and they're reaching up and, and right. just doing all this stuff. It's like, whoa, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, different time. You can look back on any decade and go, that was a different time. Yeah, you have <laughs> to judge. a lot different back then. Judge people in their time, as they say. Mm-hmm. All right, so anyhow, I thought that was pretty interesting. Thank you, Jerry, for uh, sending that over and having me notice it. Noticing Dub- the junk drawer. Doubling back to uh, the Groundhog. Yes. I uh, said uh, Punk's Tawny Phil, this just in. Saw a shadow, six more months of winter. Well, New Jersey's weather-predicting Groundhog, Milltown Mel. What? Died. Yeah. Oh, so oh, no. yesterday. Oh, yeah, died no. yesterday. Yesterday. Wow. Yes. Coincidence? Yeah. Yes. I think that means uh six more years of winter. Yeah. I think that's what that comes up wow. back as. So the Groundhog's Facebook page said we Wranglers are sad to report that Milltown Mel recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge. Uh, it wasn't immediately clear when the local celebrity died, but the borough's annual Groundhog Day ceremony has been axed this year as a result. Were you familiar with Milltown? No. And apparently there's a lot. There's a lot, a lot of, of states ripping off yeah. uh, throughout the uh, the country, but Phil's the original. Uh, so the post said, considering the average lifespan of a groundhog is about three years, that is what? not such a shock. But Mel left us at a tough time of year when most of his fellow groundhogs are hibernating. Groundhogs live for three years? That's what it says. That's yeah. miserable. Yeah, right. Uh, remember the, uh, what was it, de Blasio dropped the groundhog in New York City? Right. And it died, like, it soon died? after? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, yep. Man. Uh, yeah, you'd be surprised at some animals and, and their their lifespan. Is Three years, pretty yeah. short. Yeah, um, I mean, not as tragic, but the, uh, the Philadelphia Zoo had like the oldest uh, living gorilla in captivity, and it was his birthday. Is that what they should do on Puxatani? Release a yeah. gorilla. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> but this is back in the 80s, and they had a big ah. celebration for him. I can't remember how old he was, uh, but he died on his birthday. He died that day. Well, that's poetic. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, well, it's interesting that you mention that, and it leads right into the story, because I have everything in my notice or oh. file here. It's brimming. Uh, Jonathan the tortoise is the oldest living land uh, animal in the world. Let me Let me guess. Sure. I know they live extraordinarily long. 161. That's pretty good. Anybody else? I saw it, so I can't. I recuse myself. 155 years, man. <laughs> What's that from? <laughs> Finding Nemo. Uh, no, he's 190. Wow. wow. Turns wow. 190 this year. 
uh, and he is uh, 440 pounds. Does he have life insurance? You would hope so. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, so, let's see, Joe Hollins. It's something I never considered. The veterinarian who cares for Jonathan on St. Helena Island said, to be honest, I suspect he's older, but we can never know. Uh, St. Uh, Helena Island is a very vain. tiny volcanic British territory more than a 1,000 miles off the coast of Africa. It ain't no thing. Jonathan has spent uh, most of his life wandering uh, with three other land tortoises around the grounds of the St. Helena Governor's Residence Plantation House. Uh, he is estimated to have hatched in 1832. Isn't that amazing? According to a letter that it mentions... Was a different time back then. <laughs> ...that he arrived fully grown on St. Helena in 1882 from the Seychelles Islands in the Indian Ocean. He said... Fully grown in turtle context meant at least 50 years old. Well, I can remember when you could do a video with the stripper teacher. Mm. A photo taken between 1882 and 1886 shows Jonathan Grazing at Plantation House, uh, where he'd been presented to the governor of St. Helena as a gift. My dearest wife, <laughs> I see you over there across the yard, and I hope to be over there by the end of the year. Uh, and according to him, it was quite traditional for tortoises to be used as diplomatic gifts around the world. You could say couriers. If they weren't eaten first. We could have avoided this war! If they weren't eaten first. Uh, huh. They were harvested by ship crews because they were stackable. Yeah. And didn't need food for or water for days. Do you realize how much we'd save in shipping costs if animals were stackable? And uh, apparently they were utterly delicious, uh, They, uh, uh, the guy said. If you so. could stack gorillas. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm. So 190 years, man. That's wild. So how, uh, uh, are, I assume they've got to be at the top of the list of, in general, longest living animals, yeah, right? I would think so. Now, there are, there are life forms of plants and things Right, live longer. I think correct. Like, uh, oh, yeah, there's the redwoods. Like, yeah, yeah, our trees are like four thousand years old. They, and I, I think the they, Methuselah tree in uh, California. I think it's like thirty five hundred, four thousand years old, something like that. And what's that? The, there was a large mass of like moss. Yeah, that was a it was a defined as basically a singular living being. Or was uh, it a mushroom or something like that? Maybe a mushroom. Yeah, or a succulent, about, but it's huge. Yeah, uh, because it's all considered one organism, right? Um, and yeah, Steve, and, and I've heard of some um, ocean-dwelling creatures that, right. that, that can actually, if they survive... Seahorse. Uh, ...can live for a really, 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 really long time. Uh, Methuselah is a... I'm sorry, speak up, sir. Could you say that one more time? Seahorses forever. Uh, Methuselah is a 4,853-year-old Great Basin uh, bristle-cone bristle pine tree uh, growing in eastern California. It's amazing. Wow. Uh, Can't lose that one. Nope. Uh, so, but I want to marry it. But this turtle is... I want to kiss you. <laughs> I want to kiss that tree. This turtle is 190... You don't have to kiss back or anything. <laughs> hey, tree. When you come back to my apartment, I'll show you my little uh, turtles. <laughs> you don't, they don't say much, do you, tree? Uh-huh. I want to kiss you. Uh-huh. I like older women. And what? Older women. Oh, you like older <laughs> Sorry, I didn't hear you. Cuff and Link. I wonder how many. Uh, they're supposedly still alive. Right? Actually, actually, uh, yes, and, that's what and, I've heard. And Sly still has them. I think. I, I, I find that hard to believe. Yeah. You know, I know Buckus was many years ago. Buckus. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah. All right. Anyhow, uh, I did notice some other things. 
Uh, so let me do that. Um, do you want me to notice another animal thing? Kind of keep no, the theme? Uh, yeah, notice another animal thing if you don't mind. You got to wrap it up, though. Just what? Fox could what? Oh, we're going oh, that's, Fox right. that's right. All right, one last thing. A penguin couple received an extra special New Year's gift at a zoo in New York where they became the first organi- the, the organization's first same-sex foster parents to successfully hatch an egg. Huh. The chick was hatched on January 1st by Elmer and Lima, two adult male humbled penguins at the Rosamond Gifford Zoo in Syracuse. It was actually very special. Uh, Elmer and Lima were both born at the zoo themselves, and uh, they became a couple in the fall of 2021 during the current breeding season. Uh, the zoo said Elmer was given his name because the egg he had from was accidentally damaged by his parents, and the animal care uh-huh. team glued it together with Elmer's glue. And it worked. Yep. Wow. Uh, to avoid this kind of unintentional damage, the zoo said it sometimes transfers an egg from its biological parents to foster parents, who then care for it while the other couple incubate a dummy egg. That's amazing. Uh, the egg that it's Elmer... Egg dummy. And Lima had hatched was initially laid by a heterosexual pair of Poquita and Vente. Uh, but after the zoo team deter- detected a viable embryo inside, they transferred it to the first-time dads. Uh, they uh, they said that um, not all parents are good at hatching eggs, with some breaking the egg, not incubating it correctly, or fighting over who incubates it at what time. And did they you said, ever get into incubation fights with the wife? I did not. No, we were lucky. Okay. And he said, that's how we evaluate uh, who will be good foster parents. And Elmer and Lima were exemplary in every aspect of egg care. Uh, and uh, at least two penguin pairs have broken their eggs in the past. And the fact that Elmer and Lima built a nest and defended their territory was a sign that they could be good parents. Penguins are really actually, uh, I mean, uh, you any documentary, and we were talking about them, Casey, what they'll do to... To keep the egg warm and keep yes. it up on their feet and all yep. the precise things that they do, so that that's pretty miraculous. But apparently, some of them aren't good at it, and then they can they can detect by uh, so they leave it with the grandparents their actions, <laughs> which ones will be good parents, and then they can kind of huh. have surrogates. Of sorts. That? So I think that's really cool. Do penguins have thruples? I don't know what thruples. A three person. Oh, oh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe you never know. Uh, all right, there you go. It's all I have time oh, for man. the noticing department. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back with uh, Fox Good Day. And I think we're discussing something a little bit more in the series. A little heavier, yeah. yes. Uh, and we'll get to the bizarre file as well. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. Acme Markets is making your grocery shopping and saving easier than ever. Download the Acme app to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks today. Use it to view the weekly ad, clip digital coupons, redeem rewards, and to shop in-store, delivery, or drive up and go. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, and then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going live on Fox Good Day right I just, now. I can't believe she's gone. And again, it's not just famous people. That's why it got our attention. But it's every day, everybody. So let's bring in uh, the folks over at Preston and Steve Show. Um, I understand. Like, would you agree with that? Almost every family's been touched by it, Preston. Uh, you're talking about uh, yeah. We just joined in, Mike, but uh, uh, but suicide. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, my family uh, just uh, within the past three months uh, had a oh, uh, terrible, terrible situation. Fourteen year old boy, uh, wow. no indication that anything was wrong, and uh, took his own life. And it was uh, 
Uh, obviously, it was a huge shockwave uh, in yeah. the family, and um, so many questions. And uh, yeah, it's just a confusing thing. Absolutely, it really is. Steve. Mm-hmm. Steve, how about you? Well, yeah, yeah, th- and throughout you know my life, or just friends, and it, it's so common. The numbers are so off the charts, especially having come through the pandemic and the feeling of isolation. Mm-hmm. And we we talk about it every couple of days because there's a story like this. Sadly, you had the. The gentleman who appeared on The, the Walking Dead and, and then, right. uh, you know, obviously what just happened uh, with the story you were talking about as well. And, and the thing is, and, you know, uh, I think we tread this line. Oh, do, uh, do I want to impose or do I want to, you know, uh, hurt somebody's feelings? Uh, my mindset is, and, and we, we all kind of agree, if you see even the slightest indication, err on the side of caution. Talk to whoever you think might be encountering issues that might be overwhelming because a lot of times we've had especially a couple of rock stars you know over the past couple of years mm. who who had just prior to taking their lives seemed to be optimum enjoyment of their lives and it made no sense and so you know go with your whim go with your instinct and reach out to people because you know you you'd rather be there when you could have made a difference because at a certain point you can't and it's done and it, and yeah. you need to reach out that's why we want to do this hour. We have a panel that will answer questions like, um, if you think somebody's having trouble, what do you say? Is right. there anything you could say to right. you know, keep them from doing it? Or what is the proper thing to say, Preston? Yeah, that's a good question. And, and um, you know, listen, I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not a professional. I, I don't really know. And I, I would be uh, concerned as well. But maybe just as, as, as simple as having a uh, uh, a kind chat with someone yeah. can, can mm-hmm. be the thing that 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 changes uh, their mindset, or just reaching out in a way, and you don't necessarily, uh, and, and it all depends on the scenario. I, I don't know if you have to necessarily confront someone, but um, but maybe just being uh, open uh, can be enough of a of, yeah, a, of a letting them yeah, know you care, a beacon right. uh, for mm-hmm. them. And and you know what, our, our our you know legendary dish jockey Pierre Robert, his refrain is. It's a permanent solution to a temporary problem, mm-hmm. uh, and that's kind of a mantra we like. Uh, and and I don't know how much that helps people. Maybe it, I'm certain I'm certain it's helped people throughout. We've received emails and and, yeah. and 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 calls from people who who were on that precipice and that were pulled back simply by hearing a song or or oh hearing God. a voice that sounded right. friendly. And I mean, mm. yeah, it makes you want to well up because it's. I mean, right. to be at that point, to be at that. Right there, and to lose it all, you always have to always think about life, and you know. And I've seen people go through. My, when my mother was dying from cancer and, and in pain, she also would say, "Boy, this cup of tea is really good." There's always there's something in life to hold on to, and I know that's easy to say from my perspective when someone else might be going through so much. But you got to, you know, if you can help people remember that, and don't, as as, as Preston said, that that permanent uh, resolution to a temporary problem, and avoid that. And 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 live your life, you know, you, not not cash it in. Thank you both. Yes, thank you for sharing. Right, thank you guys, and thank you for doing this segment today. We appreciate it. All right, um, yeah, they were uh, talking about the uh, you know the extra host and the uh, um, uh, former Miss USA who uh, had taken her own life, and uh, then you had another actor that did it. So they're they're uh, featuring this and, and talking about it in their eight o'clock hour today. So yeah, it's a it's a big problem. We've talked yeah. about it a number of times before, and it's something that you and Preston again you. You're trying to say, well, what do I say is, what is the right thing? And I think anything that comes from the heart that you try to reach out to someone with, 
uh, it's better to do that than to than to than to be that person who said I should have, I could have talked mm-hmm. to them, I could have done something. I know. Just go for it. And and the person who who ends up <clears throat> you know doing this, who ends up taking their own life, might not consider the fact that, uh, especially if they've been hiding it really really well. Yeah. Uh, and we've seen them. We've seen people throughout our lives. Oh yeah, hire it. Oh, hide yeah. it very well. And then, uh, and then they take their lives. And then, then you have this uh, this horrible thing that happens to the family of yeah. wondering why and what could I have done. And and then they in turn uh, have to wrestle with this thing eating away at them, possibly for the rest of their, the rest lives. Of their life. Yeah. Do you remember the 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 the, the, uh, the gentleman? I believe he wrote wrote the book about attempting to take his life on the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yes, we had him on. Uh, right. uh, there was a documentary called Bridge, right? And uh, and he was one of the ones who survived, right? Yeah. Wasn't yeah, yeah. yeah. He did. And, and yeah. the second he leapt off, he he realized no. I shouldn't have done this. Yes. I, yeah. I read an article, and I forget the percentage of people, but but um, that are not successful, and it was a very the major majority of them, um, if it wasn't successful, said. I I couldn't believe I did that. I wish I had mm. not done that. They regretted it. So yep. you know mm. the people that go through with it, you know it really is there. There is light at the end of the tunnel. You don't have to do that. Think about that. And think about the legion of people, as you said, who are going to be in a position where they're going to be. Um, yeah. You know why? 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 Right. There are um, there are resources out there. Uh, Nick had pulled up the uh, the suicide uh, suicide prevention lifeline. You know that is uh, you know obviously if if you are really at the precipice. Um, and there are other, uh, you know, options out there. And so it recently, uh, you know, uh, my group of friends and, uh, you know, the Osinus College community, uh, you know, we, you know, suffered through this, uh, with a friend of mine. And so they have, uh, they've created this thing called Motley's Mission. So it is, um, you know, so if you want to check them out on Instagram, it's Mot- at Motley's Mission. And they're just helping families that are impacted by loved ones' mental health struggles. Okay. You can also check them out at Mot- motleysmission.org. You know, there's just resources for families uh, that have been impacted by suicide. Uh, it's also, you know, it's a resource for those people that are suffering with mental health struggles. Uh, there are there are options out there. And, you know, people need to know that, um there are people out there that want to listen. So if you don't want to, oh, if God, you don't want yeah. to, and I'm just saying, I'm saying, quote, you know, bog down your loved ones with right. with your issues. You, yeah. Well, then there are other people out there that aren't your family and friends that you can talk to. That you know, that's 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 what they do. That's they what they want do. to talk to. Yes. That's a really good point, Casey. Yeah. There's a lot of resources out there. The, the suicide prevention hotline, uh, which you mentioned, is one eight hundred two seven three talk. That's one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. And so. Um, you know, sometimes if you're going through uh, suicidal thoughts, uh, you don't want to reach out to anybody at all. Um, and but there, there are people who want to help. And so if you're having a tough time, uh, it, all you have to do is, is say something because people want to help out. And uh, I think conversations like this go a really, really long way. I think what, what, what Mike and Alex are doing on Fox Good Day today is a really uh, a, a great step in, in the right direction. Um, just just talk to people about it because yep. it helps. You know, I, I've struggled with depression my entire life. You've been very candid about that. Yeah, and and so like uh, I'm happy to talk to you, listener, right now if you're going through it. You know, but but Steve, like your point about just you don't know what they're going through. Right. You don't know what anybody's going through. Right. What you said many times, like what's what's happening behind their eyes. Right. Right. So just reach out, say hi, how you doing? Checking in. You know, it, it, it's just it. You little know, things like little things like aware. that go yeah. so so you know goes such a such a long way. A quick so, question: Did they? And we were talking about this. Did they uh, create another access to the suicide hotline that is a 
Three digit? Three digit. They haven't come up with it yet. It's, okay. not, it's not done yet. It hasn't been established yet. But in the meantime, 1-800-273-TALK is where you need to call. All right, we need to take care of business. Part of that is traffic. So let's see what we got going on the roads this morning. Kathy, what do you have for us? Yeah, so there's now a dense fog advisory out there um, because of the issues uh, on the roadways due to this fog. Uh, we've got jam traffic throughout the area because of it on the Blue Route southbound. You're jammed to Broomall to Baltimore Pike. Uh, Schuylkill Expressway eastbound slowing 202 into Belmont Boulevard to 30th Street westbound. Pashyong to the Vine Expressway. Uh, also slowing from the boulevard out to Conshohocken, 95 southbound. Heavy uh, from Cotman through to Bridge, the Betsy Ross Bridge to Allegheny, northbound side in Wilmington, Delaware, between 495 and Maryland Avenue. Uh, that's because of an accident. And then 295 northbound uh, between 551 and the 42 freeway. You're jammed there. 42 north heavy from Blackwood Clementon Road to 295, 55 northbound jams north of Deptford to the 42 freeway. This traffic report brought to you by... InvisibleFence.com, Invisible Fence Brands Boundary plus family of products, has a containment solution customized exclusively for you and your pets. Visit InvisibleFence.com. Come to schedule your free consultation. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Kathy, do they make invisible jets? <laughs> and I'm not sure. Preston, wouldn't that be cool? Like, like Wonder like Woman? Wonder Woman. Yeah. 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 All right, B-File time. Here we go. WMMR presents Bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. B-File this morning brought to you by Primo Hoagies. Big games, big parties. It isn't just football, it's an experience. So, don't settle for an average catering tray. Make it a Primo. You can order in advance and online at PrimoHoagies.com. Not just a hoagie, it's a Primo. A China Airlines cargo plane sustained serious damage during a taxiing crash at O'Hare, video shows a jet crashing into a baggage cart on the tarmac Friday morning during Friday morning's yeah. uh, snowstorm, and apparently it sucked some of the luggage up into the jet engine. I, I thought it had. It looked like it had. Oh, uh, flight CI five two four zero was a seven forty seven freighter that landed in Chicago from Anchorage. The engine appears to suck in a luggage cart and hit at least one other as it tried to make a turn. Here's your luggage, ma'am. It's in those 200 boxes. <laughs> uh, no one was hurt, but one of the plane's left engines was badly damaged. The airline blamed heavy snow and slippery taxiway for the incident, and it's investigating it. Yeah, it's a wild slip to see. Uh, this is out of Missouri. This is interesting. The charge against a former high school teacher for having alleged sexual contact with a student has been dismissed in light of the subsequent of their subsequent marriage and its impact on prosecution of the case. So, so they got married. And, and uh, wow. Bailey A. Turner. That's a mind blower. 26 years old was charged in 2019 with having sexual contact with one of her male students after an investigation by the sheriff's department. How old? Uh, I don't yeah. High school student. I don't yeah. know. Uh, Turner was in the middle of her first year of teaching English at uh, Sarcoxy High School mm-hmm. when a case arose that she'd sex- she'd had sexual intercourse with a student uh, and she resigned from her position there. The school board subsequently voted the petition to state uh, to have her uh, teaching license revoked. Uh, the charge against her was being dismissed in light of the defendant having married the student in question. Wow. And because marital or spousal privilege now applies, her former student can no longer be compelled to testify against her, making the state's case exceedingly difficult to prove in court. Regardless wow. of the fact that it, the crime took place prior to the marriage, right now they can't compel him as mm-hmm. her husband. Yep. Wow. And they would have a hard time proving it because huh. of that. 
Uh, Turner has surrendered her state teaching license, but it ha- which has been a primary concern for the prosecutor's office. A bolt of lightning that stretched nearly 500 miles across three U.S. states what? is the new world record holder for longest flash. According to the World Meteorological Organization, the single flash extended 477.2 miles across Texas, Louisiana, and Mississippi in April of 2020. That is amazing. The previous record was set in Brazil in 2018 with a flash extending 440.6 miles. Uh, In addition, a single lightning flash over Uruguay and northern Argentina Reportedly lasted, listen to this, 17.1 seconds. 17 second lightning bolt flash. Beating the old record of 16.7 seconds. You might have think you might have thought it just became daylight all of a sudden. Yeah. Randall Cervini, the chief of records confirmation, says lightning usually doesn't stretch further than 10 miles and lasts less than a second. He said these two lightning flash records are absolutely extraordinary. New satellite tracking technology was able to spot and confirm these new records. That's wild. A woman flying from Ghana to the U.S. gave birth weeks early during an 11-hour flight over the Atlantic. Uh, The woman who was not identified was not due until late February, but she began having contractions on United Airlines Flight 997 about six hours into the flight. At what point will they try to dissuade you from flying? Don't know. Most passengers did not know what was happening, but uh, Nancy Anane had uh, first noticed the woman's pacing. She said she was going to and from the bathroom. She looked very distressed, and I thought she was very uncomfortable. Uh, But she was uncomfortable because she was dilating. About an hour later, the pilot asked for medical personnel on board to step up without specifying why. Um, And she said, we thought someone was unwell, and I heard push, push, and all the encouragement she had on layers, so I didn't realize she was pregnant. Oh, my God. Yes, can I get a teething ring? After the pilot called for a medical assistant, Dr. Stephen Ansaado, a dermatology resident at the University of Michigan, jumped into action. Also leaping into the delivery fray was a nurse from Dayton, Ohio, and a flight attendant who was a former nurse. Cool. Uh, crew uh, converted the area behind the business class on the cabin floor in the space provided by the emergency exits into a delivery room by laying down blankets and towels. Turbulence jolted the plane at points during the uh, flight, uh, adding to the drama, and out came a baby boy who belched out a loud cry. Uh, there were still three hours left in the flight before it landed at 5.41 a.m. Sunday where the That's woman insane. and her little stowaway were delivered into the hands of airport paramedics. Uh, the doctor had said if there had been complications, they there was nothing they could have done for her. So, uh, but fortunately, there were none. You would imagine they would have some sort of some. I mean, they have medical equipment on board yeah. most airliners, yeah. Um, but I don't think they'd have anything that could comprehensively accommodate a woman giving birth. Yep, like the stirrups you could put on your chair, right? Maybe they put those where they slide the trays pressed and you have stirrups to pop up. <laughs> All right. And then uh, finally, we will end with this one. A Florida man is behind bars after allegedly battering a female victim with hot ramen noodles. Uh, responding Friday morning to a domestic disturbance call at a Fort Pierce residence, sheriff's deputy spoke to a woman who said that she was struck with noodles thrown by Brandon Smith. And they were heated. Following a dispute over allowing Smith's dog onto a bed. After Smith hit her God. with the noodles, the woman alleged he struck her on the back with the hot pot. Ooh, that's not cool. When questioned by cops, Smith said that he uh, woke up and began making a pot of ramen noodles. The victim was claimed that uh, 
He was chasing the dog around uh, where when she fell atop the ramen noodles on the stove. Mm-hmm. Smith was arrested for domestic battery. It's hot ramen. Check it and see. Booked to the uh, <laughs> county jail. Uh, in this past year, Smith has been convicted of cocaine possession, resisting police, and driving without a license. What was the temperature on that hot ramen? I think 103. Okay, yeah. Was That's it? Right. Okay, yeah. All right. And that is all so I have. second foreigner song of the morning. <laughs> yeah. You know what? We'll find a third one. <laughs> that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. So, hot ramen. <laughs> with that, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. There are so many bands coming to town. Just this week, we announced the Black Keys and Dorsey. From a club gig at the end of March with Dirty Honey to a massive stadium show later this summer with the Foo Fighters, we've got you covered. Get the details on all the rock shows coming to Philly and enter to win tickets on the concert calendar at WMMR.com. See you at the show. Real quick, a uh, couple of shout-outs if you guys don't mind. I uh, got this email. It says, uh, Dear President Steve Show, Gadzooks, my name is Neil, and I live in Brisbane, Australia. Huh. Uh, my partner Amanda is a PA local and longtime daily listener of the show who moved out to Australia back in February 2016. Uh, and the last time she was home to see her family was in late 2017. And although we had planned a trip to the USA in mid-2020, the pandemic crapped fiercely on all over those plans. Uh, her birthday is coming up on the 4th of February. Man, I'm a couple days early. I apologize. Uh, and after not seeing her family for a number of years, she's noticeably homesick. She listens to your show every day. Wow. And it would honestly mean the world. If you could please give her the loudest, wettest, messiest birthday shout out possible to help me put some PA love back in the air. And then he says, P.S. I used to be a passive, occasional listener of the show until I heard the insanity of Bajmir. (laughs) (laughs) And now I am an active daily listener. Keep up the outstanding work. You guys are awesome. Kindest regards. And that is from Neil, who is uh, checking in. From Brisbane, Australia. So thank you, Neil. And uh, we're going to do uh, that shard out. Give me another one. Uh, rim job. Yes, thank you. For and, a, and a rim job. For and you a rim too. job for you. One more time, Case. If okay. you please. Rim job. Bajmir. Happy Does Bajmir. a rim job go in the counter direction below the equator? I think so. Yeah, so yeah, it yeah, would yeah. be it would be Bajmir down right, there. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Rim job. <laughs> Uh, and then this one says, hey, I want to see if I can get you guys to do a shout-out for my boyfriend, Jeff Mogul, from Pottstown for his birthday, February 1st. So I missed this one uh. yesterday. He will be 63. We listen every morning on the way to work. We both drive a school bus and listen whenever we get a chance after the kids get off, of course. Uh, Jeff has been listening to you all forever. He turned me on to you guys about two years ago, and I'm so glad that he did. You all rock. Thank you so much. It would make his day, and he deserves it big time. That is from Missy Salomon. So here is the shart out for you. That is for Jeff Mogul. And then, this isn't really a shart out, but uh, our buddy, former intern uh, and, uh, you know, extended member of the family, Jake Matera, has released his comedy special nice. on YouTube, on his YouTube channel. And it is called A Soft One. I have not had a chance to see it yet, but I wanted to go ahead and give this a plug because Jake is hilarious. He's great. And he's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Um, and uh, so you can do a search on Jake Matera, spelled M-A-T-T-E-R-A. Uh, it was recorded at Helium Comedy Club, and uh, he's very, very proud of it. Uh, he said that it's a, it's a decade's worth of material involved him figuring out his own voice as a stand-up comic and uh, sharing some of his most awkward and personal moments. Uh, so it's cool. So uh, a soft one 
is available for purchase, or if you prefer, you can stream it for free on Pandora, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music. Uh, but he said, please just thumbs up my tracks or album because it really goes a long way in helping me get some new eyes on the stand-up. We'll definitely do that. So that's really cool. So uh, that's awesome. I can't wait to check that out, Jake. Yep. Congratulations, man. Very, very, very proud of that. Uh, I got a text message from Jackie Bam Bam this morning. Oh, uh, yeah? You say I a cool a word? Uh, I did not say a cool word, huh. but it is a... It was a screen cap of a post from someone who said that was funny hearing Casey <laughs> call Jackie Bam Bam from the porta potty tonight, <laughs> uh, griping over the fact that there was currently no working water in the building. That was hilarious. You guys should do a podcast together. LOL. Uh, so this was uh, from somebody who listens to Jackie and her. Yeah. You, you called into a show or well, something? What happened? I mean, you. Well, he would make you think that I called. No, he called me. Uh, and, <laughs> All right, uh, and uh, and he wanted to put me on the air. Uh, I, I love Jackie Bam Bam, and, and he loves me as well. And what, what so, time case? Midnight. Uh, it was uh, it was after nine. Okay, um, I had, started to push it at that point. It, it was, and like, listen, I had a busy day yesterday. <laughs> I literally, I had just sat down. I was out. Uh, and I had just sat down, and I had just turned on that TV show of Kristen Bell on uh, Netflix. Okay, yeah. One of the win- woman in the window thingy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he called, and I was like, ugh, I'm not answering. So I, I, I hit no, and okay. then he called me right back again. And so I was like, all right, I guess I have to answer. This is important. He loves you so much. Uh, and I love him, too. Yeah, of course. Uh, I just didn't feel like talking. But anyway, uh, I, and so he was talking to me about, what had happened in this building? Yeah, yesterday. so apparently there was a uh, there was a water main break or or some kind of a water break here in the uh, in the building. As I was leaving yesterday, I saw a fire truck out in the front, and I was curious what that was all about. But it, fire they, didn't, truck? they didn't have their lights on. It didn't seem like an emergency. Nobody no. was freaking out. And then I found out later we had some kind of a, a pipe burst or something like, like that. Which a main is break, common yeah. this yeah. this time of year, and uh, it was it was uh, severe enough where they needed to tend to it immediately. Yeah, okay. I, I think it. Yeah, I think it's a, a pretty big deal. Like they're going to have to shut it off again. Was oh, there really? flooding in the building? I'm not sure. In the basement, yeah. really? Yeah, and they evacuated the entire building yesterday. So if you were here and you were a non-essential employee or you were not on air, you had to go home. Is there a better word for evacuate? Because that just makes it sound like they're going to jump. No, no, it just makes it sound like there's a, a lot of danger involved, and I don't know how dangerous it was because people did remain in the building. Well, why would they if they if they wanted everybody but essential on-air people to leave the building? I don't know. For, for they didn't water have, break. No, I don't get no it. Bathrooms. There was no running water was whatsoever. No, you couldn't use the yeah. toilets. You couldn't use, uh, you know, the, the sinks. Anything like that. But why not say, look, it's going to be an inconvenience if you need to use the bathroom. We don't have one here. Not everybody leave right now. You know what I mean? Run! I, I don't know. <laughs> oh. Marissa? I was here actually when uh, Joe Bell, our our what's Joe Bell's general He's manager? The general manager. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, what's his title? He's the group um, manager. Yep. Thank you. Uh, and it wasn't like a everybody. It wasn't like a fire drill. Like everybody get the hell out of here. But he was like, you got to go. Like, well, and I think it came from the building. I don't think. Right, I don't think Joe made it. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. But, but I just uh, well, there's probably evacuate. some like like law, like you can't be in a building if there's no running water and bathrooms. Well, and let me ask you too: if, if there's water not accessible, um, even from and the externally, does it, what if the building catches fire or something? Yeah, that's a good point. So that, oh, that, okay. that could be a liability. Right, maybe. Right. All yeah, I know I is know. Pierre said either to Joe or Rodney, he's like, "Well, I just flushed the toilet and it worked." So well, I came in this morning, like I stopped to pick up extra water and stuff because I figured I don't know what I, what I'm going to count. Here, oh, I didn't right. even so, think of that. Yeah, so I, I stopped and, and I got in and I go into the bathroom and the 
Water's running. The kitchen's yeah. water's running. <laughs> uh, you know, I flushed the toilet a few times. Completely running. There was no sign saying not to. So, uh, yeah, but apparently, the, and again, like I thought we maybe just be us today because they said they were going to be working on it all night. Mm. And I, is it now completely fixed, Kathy? Do no, we know? They, well, they they said that, um, you know, they have, I guess, whatever they, they finished the work as of yesterday, but that they're going to have to, Rodney sent an email, said they're going to have to come back in and we may have to lose water again. I don't know if that's today, this week, next week. I don't know. We get a toilet. I wash my hands, so it's Yeah, running, it's working you know? now, yeah. but they're okay. going to have to shut it off again. Okay. Huh. Okay. Right. <laughs> we always get away with the uh, with the fire uh, drills because we do. We're on air. Somebody's got to be here in yeah. the studio, and so when they when they do the fire drill, we we get to watch everybody walk outside. <laughs> and how fun! How much yeah. fun that is! It is, oh, it yeah. is fun to kind of people watch for a moment or two. Uh, hang on, yeah, Steve. I think this will concur with what you were saying. Hi, Matt. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How's it going, guys? Good. What's up, buddy? So yeah, with the whole thing with having the water off. You don't have water for the fire sprinklers, so it's a hazard in that. There part. you go. No yeah, that makes sense. The, yep. No, yeah, for the uh, for the spread, that makes total sense. Yep. All right, thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. Have a good guy. And and uh, uh, on a safety, uh, you know, level, they have to, uh, would rather not have people inside. We should have one day though where we can allow, like, have a rave where we can have turn the, the sprinklers turn on the sprinklers on instead yeah, of a massive building wide <laughs> wet t shirt contest. Oh yeah. Like like a bubble party. Remember the bubble parties were all the rage. Oh, they were all yeah, man. Most I would disgusting uh-huh. thing ever. I would like to be in a uh, uh, in a building when the when the sprinklers go off. Yeah, That'd be I mean, as long of, as people weren't dying and it was okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, yeah. And listen, it's also water damage can be worse than fire yeah. damage sometimes. But um, as far as the monetary uh, ramifications go, but uh, I think it would be cool to be in. <laughs> When they when they uh, actually go off, It'd be great and in this studio if it was like waterproof. If they could do, of course they couldn't, but to waterproof the electronic equipment, if we could at any time <laughs> yeah. activate the sprinkler system. I had I had a friend. Uh, so so my my um, sister's old boyfriend told me this story one time, and I don't know if it was true or not. And apparently he was at a bar, a brawl broke out, and his friends were involved. And there was nothing he could do about it. He went in the bathroom, stood up on top of the toilet. And took a lighter out huh. and held it up to the oh. sprinkler and set off the uh, set off the sprinkler so to clear the bar right uh, to you know like like that was he, he felt that was the only way to uh, to end the situation. Does that really work? Does anybody know if you held a lighter know. up to a well, sprinkler there, head? I, I it assume work? it would have to. So right? The sprinkler system in my house. We have to in our township. We have to have them in our house. So what it is is um, there's a little like inside the, that white thing in your ceiling. There's a little tiny glass, a um, little larger than like a bead, I would say, and heat will break that. Once that breaks, yeah. That's sprinkler. why I was wondering if, uh, if okay. holding a lighter would do so, it. You have a sprinkler system inside your yeah, house. Yeah, we have to have it in wow. our house. You yeah. have to. Yeah, in our township. I didn't know that. Get mm-hmm. out of here. Yeah. That's cool that you could do it at home. It was, um, yeah, it was code for when our house was being built. So all of the houses in my neighborhood have sprinkler systems. I've never heard of that. Yeah. And when we did our final walkthrough, when we bought the house, um, like they took us into the basement and they were like, look, if like you have a kid that throws, you know, a football up there and it, the sprinkler system goes <sighs> off for no reason, they, had, <laughs> they showed us the emergency shutoff in the basement. They yeah. were like, this is one of the most important things you'll need because <laughs> if you don't know how to turn it off, yeah. you know, and it accidentally gets broke. It'll keep going. Yeah. 
Oh. Wow. I don't think you want to get covered by sprinkler water at all. No. <laughs> I think that that water has been in there for like six years. In uh, a tank. Sta- stagnant yeah. and nasty oh, and, and, and like probably brown and yeah, just absolutely disgusting. I did, So anybody else have that, that code in their neighborhood where you need a, uh, no, never a sprinkler even heard system? Oh, I also have, I, we talked about this before, I also have that big giant red uh, alarm that the big red bell that remember you used to have in your elementary school. Right, yeah. right. That's also in my hallway upstairs. What? That's, What's that for? That's code two. That'll go off if and to alert the fire department. Okay. Yeah. We had to when we had our pool built. Uh, one of the one of the code rules was is you have to have an alarm on the door that leads to the pool. Oh, okay. And essentially, if that door is left open for more than a minute, it goes off. Oh. Drove us freaking crazy. <laughs> Insane. Oh, like the actual, like, alerting somebody? Like, yeah, it goes the, off that like, a door so, so like is a kid has open. gone out, yeah. Oh, and you have three kids. They're like, yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, yeah, and I'm <laughs> sure you didn't take the batteries out of it eventually. I, we didn't rip that thing right off the wall. Of course, no. <laughs> no. No, it's well, code. You, Are you kidding me? You You'd put, be in violation of code. code. never do that. Yeah. You can put a hinge on the door that makes it automatically shut. Uh, n- nah. No, we don't want to do that. No, yeah, we don't want to do that. <laughs> but but you know what? We did do that because now we're up to code, and and uh, so it never goes off. So, uh, hang on a second. Uh, let me go to Patrick. Hey, Patrick. Good morning. Good morning. Patrick says here you're a plumber. Yeah, I'm a plumber over here in New Jersey. So the reason you guys have to leave the building after the water shut off. Yep. It's a state law. So some people are really nasty and they'll continue to use the bathroom even though there's no flowing water. Mm-hmm. And then it's up to the plumbers to get it out of the toilet. That's actually what I, that's what I was thinking. I didn't, wasn't even thinking of the fire code. I'm like, they're going to make fun of me if I say this, but like people are going to be like, yeah, why well, have yeah. to go to the bathroom anyway? Fill those oh, yeah. toilets up and, and now hey, what? Patrick, it also says here that, that uh, sprinkler water is nasty. You, you can concur yeah, this. So that- Water has been sitting in those pipes since that building was built. Yeah, that's what I thought. In 10 minutes, that water's going to be black and stinky. Oh, I love that. Okay. Impressive. It's like the uh, beginning of the movie Blade. With that one. <laughs> All right, thanks, Patrick. Appreciate it. In the beginning of the movie Blade, they are it's a vampire rave, and they turn on the sprinkler system, so uh-huh. it's spraying blood out, and it looks black. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to uh, Duke. Hey, Duke. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, man? Looks like our previous caller already uh, covered it, but yeah, I wanted to say first off, it's not like the movies. Only the sprinkler heads that are over actual fire or above a certain temperature are going to be the ones to go off. Oh, so the whole the whole building would not go off, correct? Exactly. All right. So your buddy who went in the bathroom is uh, telling a tall tale because it only would have set the sprinkler off in the bathroom, not the rest of the uh, okay. building. All right. Yeah, I, th- I was I was suspect of that story. Huh. One one thing it would do is usually there's a uh, there's an alarm on the, that that uh, detects the flow of water from that head and calls the fire department. So the fire trucks might have showed up five minutes later, but uh, yeah. okay. it wouldn't have, It wouldn't have wet the whole bar down. All right. Thanks, Duke. Preston, what, what your friend should have done was, uh, was what Chuck told me he did when there was a, a huge fight broke out at this bar when I guess he was probably like 24, 25 years old. He said there was a gigantic brawl. And he and all his friends, what they did is rather than get involved in the brawl, is they went to all the tables around the brawl and grabbed all the pitchers of beer off of those tables and ended up drinking those pitchers for the rest of the night. So, oh. yeah, if you want to do that, I think that's probably a better option for you. All right. Uh, here's a text that says, all new residential construction requires sprinklers. 
Uh, how new? Where, though? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm curious about that because I was not familiar with the residential requirement so, of... Uh, quite of recently, place. my house was built in 1878 or something like that. So, yeah. so. Well, ours was built uh, 17 years ago. And yeah, yeah. we didn't have that. There you we, go. We, we don't have them. So it depends, I guess, maybe where. I don't know. We'll go to Charlie, firefighter for 30 years. Hey, Charlie, good morning. Good morning, Ed. Good, good morning, Ed. What's up, buddy? Hey, uh, it is true. Only the sprinkler that is activated interior will go off. Okay. So that is true. But there is a case if you have a like a hotel and there's a, uh, a carport where people drive up and they unload, that can be sprinklered and it's called a dry system. So it won't freeze in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they have one clapper that's interior and the rest of those sprinkler heads are under air pressure. So what's a, what's a clapper? One, I don't... Let's go. They all go. Let's okay. Go all right. Uh, so uh, a clapper is not, you don't clap your hands twice and then it starts. Yeah, clap on. And uh, you can uh, turn. three sp- times for a uh, gas fire and twice for a wood Gotcha. Fire. Thank you. It <laughs> <laughs> would be great yeah. if you could activate yeah. your sprinkler system with a clap clapper. on. Yeah. And all clap of a sudden the water goes on. Uh, let's go next to Robin. Hey, Robin, good morning. Oh, my God. I love you guys so much. <laughs> Thank you, Robin. We, we love, love you. you. What's up? So when I was in my early 20s, I was living in King of Prussia in an apartment building that had, by code, the sprinklers in every room like Kathy was talking about. Yeah. And one night my boyfriend and I got into a stupid argument and he was getting ready to storm out. So he throws his coat over his head and the zipper oh, no. clips that little, like little whatever in the sprinkler head that breaks if it gets too hot with the fire. Oh, my God. And it caused 50 thousand dollars in damage and i thought it's a long story yada 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 (laughs) i ended up not being responsible for it but the best part we're losing her for the best part right at the best part linda you there it's robin robin Robin. i'm sorry robin are you there we lost you the best part is what can you hear me yes Yeah, the best part is the cop didn't want to write in the police report that we were having a fight because that could have issues. So he wrote that we were engaging in amorous cowboy antics. And that's what (laughs) Engaging in amorous antics. And that's what caused fifty thousand dollars worth of water Amorous damage. Cowboy antics, yeah. which Amorous is cowboy antics. I pissed myself laughing when I heard that. <laughs> oh my god! Wow, that's um, awesome. I guess insurance would smart would would be more likely to respond to that than a fight. They want to yeah. know you're doing reverse cowgirl. And yeah. was this in this was in an apartment or uh, a, a home? <laughs> It was in an apartment building in Upper Marion Township where the, it was required by code, like Kathy was saying, to have those sprinkler heads oh in every room. So I assume, like, like, uh, and Kathy, with your situation, you, you have a, a water reserve tank in the house somewhere? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Robin, uh, whatever happened with that relationship? Did it end shortly after that? Oh, that that was the burning dog pile or bag of dog poo that ended the relationship. <laughs> that ended okay. right there. 50 grand, okay. yeah. All right. Thank you, Robin. We appreciate it. <laughs> All right, let me go to Nick next. Hi, Nick. Good morning. Hey, guys, look at Hey, what's up, buddy? Oh, lick ass. I love that. Lick ass. What's up, Nick? <laughs> so I work for a major supermarket that may have donated a whole bunch of stuff to camp out for hunger. Excellent. Yes. Anyway, so I was driving the forklift in the back room, 
didn't realize how high the pallet was and didn't realize how low the sprinkler line was, oh. the main sprinkler line. Oh. I took it out, broke it open. It is the blackest water you'll ever see in your life. Oh. So, like, it doesn't look like oil coming out of the ceiling? Oh, my. It almost looks like it, it comes out. It's just straight, just liquid water, like nothing really like heavy thickness, but yeah. it's just dark. Okay, like, wow, that's that's unpleasant. And it smells bad? Uh, not, not the great. It wasn't like I need to leave, but it was bad enough where this is awful. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. Thanks, Nick. On a side note, um, have you guys heard about black water? Uh, like, it's, it's a drinking water that's black? Nope. Okay. No. All right. My son was telling me about it. I was like, okay, what's the deal? You know? He's like, no, it's just black. I was like, and that's it? Like, that's... Have you looked into it? No, no, because we were driving, and then I've forgotten about it until right now at this moment when okay. that dude said black water. Okay, oh. it's up on the screen here. Natural mineral alkaline water. All right. that's It's a brand name. Uh, yeah, I don't think the water is actually black, is it? He was saying that was black. It says extracted from high-rise sprinkler systems. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. That would prove it right there. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to look into that. All right. All right. So are we... Uh, we have you, to take a break. To wrap we, this yeah, up? We, have, we have a guest uh, in 12 minutes. Okay. Oh, all right. Uh, and by the way, there was a, uh, a thing that pulled up a bit of information. Nick pulled up. It says that uh, there's a law. Uh, it says it does not require... And I guess in Pennsylvania that... Um, uh, that uh, fire suppression systems are are required. It says the law does not require that existing homes be retrofitted with fire suppression systems. Pennsylvania and California are the only two states to have a statewide requirement for residential sprinklers in all homes. Well, yeah, this dates back to think, 2011. I don't think that that's correct because, um, so I have it in my house. However, the same builder built a community um, five years ago in a different township, a neighboring township, and those houses don't have Are that. you talking about Reckless Hills? <laughs> in what year was the other one built, Gas? Said five years like ago. Like maybe five, four or five years ago. Okay, yeah. According to this article, which is a Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, uh, Pennsylvania and California require it. And yes, yeah, since 2011. Do you? Uh, so, so we're talking about Pittsburgh. Do you need a flame retardant poop knife? Yes. <laughs> Stop it. No, I think I don't. Do they have the poop knife, or they have they have the the toilet that sits in the uh, middle of the they, room? They've yeah, got that the as well. Toilet. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, all right. Is this? The, I believe that is the black water. We yes, and it looks there, black, Casey. Casey. Yeah, well, we is. need to try some of that. Yeah. Interesting. Best right. sprinkler water available. <laughs> we got to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment, and we will get uh, comedian Tony Roberts on with us. We're also going to talk to Greg Harris, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame president and CEO. Oh, as the uh, Hall of Fame nominations are out today. We'll be right back. MMR rocks the Black Keys. Dropping in for a summer showdown. Saturday, July 30th at BB&T Pavilion. Listen to Pierre and the Preston and Steve show all this week to win your way in. Tickets on sale Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster. MMR VIPs, click contests at WMMR.com for another chance to win. 93.3 WMMR and the Black Keys. Everything that rocks. So we, what? I'm just getting word that he's having, uh, our our next guest is having trouble getting on. So uh, I don't know what that's all about. Yeah, we're supposed to have uh, Tony Roberts on, uh, who is going to be at Helium Comedy Club this weekend. We have a super-duper new Zoom system. We do. Uh, but if you can't get on, we'll just do a, a phone a call, I guess so. So yeah, Old school. Go ahead. Uh, so in the meantime, uh, with that new Zoom system, which is fantastic, I want to thank uh, our friends at Newman University, who teamed up with our engineering team to assist us with the technical upgrades 
Uh, they do great work at Newman University, Sean and company. Oh, they're amazing. Them. The yep. program is so good. Mm-hmm. I only wish that program existed when I was in communications in college years ago. Oh, man. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Stuff like that. Amazing. I, I would have been all over that. And, and in high school, I wish there would have been. We didn't have an AV. We didn't have, like, the, the, a TV studio. No. And, at, like, every school has a TV studio now. I mean, the, I would have been. That would have. Dude. I mean, I would probably things would have changed, and and I wouldn't have ended up here yeah. with you guys. But still, to be able to have the opportunity to learn that early on about uh, production and stuff like that. I'm older than you. I go back further. We had nothing. The one lesson you learned how to make fire. Yeah, that was yeah. it. Yeah, they teach you that. That was it. The wheel came. The wheel. After you Not graduated. even know. Yeah, that was coming after you soon. Graduated. The yeah. wheel. Yeah, Nick. I think you guys had the same uh, preschool programming that we had, which was Channel One in preschool. No, no preschool. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, in high school, news, I made a boom boom in my pants. <laughs> but over to you, Carrie. I so misunderstood what you said. No, well, I, I kind of mushed my words together. But uh, in high school, <laughs> before, before school, there was programming yes. called Channel One. We never we had, had that. that. So, but, but but we also had our own tv department and they would put these little skits and you know there was a news program with you know anchors and stuff right. like that and then they would have these skits and they Tiny and I, Tom Brokaw. I don't know why i didn't get involved because it was you know it was like right in my wheelhouse and they were so funny they had these skits uh, they were just and they were all written and produced and everything by high school students and i thought you know for me at that time i thought they were really well done yeah yeah that's uh, they worked out well they for do you? Similar i guess stuff. so uh, I remember that we didn't have stuff like that when I was in school, but we did watch things like uh, Three, Two, One, Contact. Yeah, <laughs> if you guys remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and they had little adventure shows that yeah. were that were programmed, you know, uh, that were played for us. Film strips were the most hilarious thing because the you would it would be at. Uh, this is completely prehistoric. You'd have the film strip, and then you'd have a record yeah. that the teacher would put on, and at certain points in the record, you'd hear. Yeah, there was like tone. Yeah. To, to advance the film strip. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And by the way, uh, Nick, that's where we saw Channel One, Anderson Cooper. That's, I mean, oh, yeah. we, we would watch Anderson we Cooper. We, Anderson Cooper? We, yeah. we, we had Anderson, yeah. he was one of the uh, either, either like reporters or wow. anchors or whatever. Yeah, there was a. Kathy Cronenberger, uh, Raleigh Valverde was another one, and then Anderson Cooper. I just remember those guys. Do you remember? Now that we're, we're reminiscing about these these things, these teaching aids uh, back in school, when I was in grade school, Steve, they used to play records for us. Yes. There yeah. were these songs about the multiplication tables. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was oh, like, yeah. and it, it was rhythmic. It was like, oh, yeah. Five times three is 15. Five times four is 20. Yeah. Five times five is 25. I remember like songs I learned in elementary school to this day because they would, it, you're basically being drilled. That's yes. what it was. Yeah. And as a mnemonic deal, it worked out well. How yeah. does the rest of the theme for 3 2 1 Contact go? I don't remember at yeah. all. Contact is the answer. I would have to hear that one. That's I, a, could that sing, a, I could sing you Zoom, but yeah. I don't remember that. 3-2-1 Contact had a good uh, theme song, too, and it, it, parts of it are in my brain, mm-hmm. uh, just like Reading Rainbow. Um, you take the good, you take the bad. That's facts of life. Yeah. life. There you have it. Yeah. If you heard it from your brother, better talk to your mother. <laughs> Or like it feels like the first time. Yeah. I just oh, need to play more. Oh Another. <laughs> We've gone three for three. You did it. This, did. Is, about, this is about losing your virginity. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. First contact. 
I'm assuming it is. Yeah, it feels like the first time. Yeah. The very first time. I think 3 2 on contact was also about that. Losing your virginity yeah. or remaining a virgin. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It feels like the first time is reminiscing as you're... In, engaged in amorous uh, cowboy. Right, this feels like the first time. It's awkward and unpleasant. <laughs> wow. It wasn't unpleasant. It was definitely awkward. <laughs> but it was super pleasant. Yeah. All right, is that our guest, Marissa? It is. Okay, oh, please. Good. Let's let's we've killed enough time. <laughs> I'm done. Okay. Either either that or I have to segue on to something else and, and get, get too involved and then we'll win and, another award yeah. for a great program. <laughs> <laughs> we've our shelves are Yes, full. it's just too much now. Our we, next guest is at Helium uh Friday and Saturday and Sunday, by the way, a seven th- uh, seven PM show on Sunday. Please welcome Mr. Tony Roberts. <laughs> To our show, Tony. Up, beautiful people. How you doing, Hello, man? Beautiful people. Good, man. It's real early in the West Coast right now. I guess so. You couldn't get your Zoom thing to work. Yeah, I'm a, I don't know what's going on. I, I'm on the Zoom, but I, I don't wait for somebody to let me in. I couldn't get it in. Huh. That always happens. <laughs> Not getting yeah, it in is embarrassing. <laughs> it's difficult, and yes, we feel for you. You say. <laughs> I'm getting there one day. One day I will. Yeah. Uh, so you're you're out on the west coast. West coast. You in uh, the Los Angeles area? Yeah, Sacramento, California. Ah, Sacramento. All right. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From Detroit, went to New York, went to L.A. Now I met my wife in Sacramento. Son in love, and, and three kids, four kids fell out of her. So and bam, I'm there. Did, did you end up? Did you end up staying in Sacramento because she's from Sacramento? Yeah, and I went to Sacramento because it was nice and quiet and slow, and I can, you know, I, I'm traveling on the road all the time. I do the hustle and bustle. I deal with the traffic, with the people, with the public. Yeah. I go home to Sacramento. It's a real quiet place, and there's nothing to do, so I just rest. No, it so is cool. The, the one thing, though, Tony, is, you know, and my my uh, my younger brother lives out there. I mean, regardless, it has that well-deserved reputation of horrific traffic in and out of L.A. and in around L.A. So when you fly yeah. back, you have to deal with that no matter what the case, right? Yeah, it's real bad. It's, and then you're bad when you got road rage. It's <laughs> real bad when you got road rage. Mm. Everybody's in my way. I don't pass an ambulance up in full lights. I don't care. <laughs> I got to go somewhere. <laughs> you're not sure that they just have something that's really not that serious. So you're, you're an entertainer. You're, you're an essential person, yeah. right? Yeah, and I think I have VIP on my hood or something. Let me everybody should let me through. You know, I'm on the flyer. They're not on the flyer. Tony, you mentioned your kids, and uh, what, what's the makeup of, of uh, boys and girls in that mix of three? I got an older son. He's in the Philippines playing pro basketball, and we have wow. a daughter 16, a daughter 15, and a boy 13. Let me so, tell you, a tomboy, a diva, and a nerd. <laughs> That's the makeup does... of a tomboy, a diva, and a nerd. <laughs> the, the odds against that are big. Hey, what about what about a professional basketball in the Philippines? How did that happen? He's playing the PBA. He came out of college in Sacramento. Uh, his mom is from the Philippines. You know, my wife, Carmel, is my role manager, so she's with me everywhere I go. And, uh, yeah, he, they, somebody seen him. He did a tour over there, a tournament in China, and somebody spotted him. Huh? Asked about him, and boom, he's been over there for four years now. That's, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, where did he play his college ball? In Sacramento State. Okay. Wow. I mean, listen, yeah. to pay, play at any professional level, you, you definitely have to have some skills. Does he have his eyes on, on any other league? Uh, no, he's, he's satisfied when he, he loves it over there. Nice. He really does. Right. Yeah, I don't know where he gets the basketball skills. His mom played it. Um, 
in, in, in high school, but uh, we don't have no basketball skills like that. I don't know. I'm still trying to test the DNA. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. You're not sure. It's, it's, let me ask you, because I've, I've heard you do it in, in your act, and, and you've, you've talked about it before. I mean, when, when a, not on have kids, but when you see your kids display talents that are not even remotely in your wheelhouse, yeah. is that is that's got to be at least uh, simultaneously wonderful and like, where the hell did that come from? I know. I think it's a jump, a jump a generation or something. I don't get it because the rest of my kids are awkward. They are awkward. I'm talking about, hey, they don't hurt themselves eating cereal. I read. I read a my, quote. From, I, had my, I had my daughter in dance, and it was costing a fortune, man. I had to take her out. She was looking like the Tin Man. <laughs> That's not good. Well, I'd read a, a quote that you apparently you stated about your son. You, you called him the genius nerd of the family. The nerd genius, thirteen years old. He watched a whole documentary of Pearl Harbor by himself because he was curious. All he do is read and research. Yeah, but he's he's gonna have no common sense. It's not, it's not happening. <laughs> no common no sense. Com- yeah, right, right. Yeah. And the computer, he's a genius. Out the computer, he radio. What's that now? I said, in the computer, he's a genius. Out the computer, he's the guy radio. Oh, <laughs> he's the guy radio from the movie. I gotcha. Let me, let me ask you, so while the, you had a lot of lockdown there, obviously, in, in California, in that general area, so when when yeah. there was Zoom teaching or, or remote teaching at home or home teaching, who was you were you were out you were gone? Who was handling that? No, actually, I was stuck in the house with them. Remember, the middle of the pandemic, wasn't nobody going on the road. That's oh, right. Man. That's right. Yeah, I was doing comedy on Zoom. So every day we told the kids, "You're not gonna lay in bed, sit around. <laughs> you got to get up." So we got up, we got them up, and we gave them class. Oh. <laughs> yeah, my, my my wife made a read and had to do some writing, and then she did some math with them. I did. Uh, I was a PE teacher and a acting coach. Oh, all right. <laughs> I said, now act like I give us sceneries to do, scenarios to do. You play the landlord, you the tenant. I want y'all to get together, act like you need to get your money. Blah blah blah. I give us. I said, this is another role I want you to play: housekeeper. Clean your room. <laughs> <laughs> I need to play that game in my yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, <laughs> hey, let me ask you: Any of the kids displaying any uh, inclination towards the stage, following in your footsteps? No, my kids are shy. Oh, they shy like somebody's after them. They won't get in front of a camera for nothing. If it ain't TikTok, they ain't doing it. Wow, wow. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I, I'm kind of, you know, the, similar in my house, you know, I mean, where I'll, I'll jump up and grab a mic in front of thousands of people without thinking twice mm-hmm. about it. But my, my family, my kids don't want to have anything to do with that. But would you no, have done that? Karaoke, we're a karaoke family. I mean, oh. We're karaoke. We got a big karaoke system in our house, and we'll karaoke any given Tuesday for real. Just, my kids won't get near the microphone. They wow. won't get so shy. That's yeah. the complete opposite of you. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's a, I'm, 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 I wait for the DNA to come back. Yeah. <laughs> Twenty three and me, man. You might have to develop into that. You know, I think uh, I, I don't know. Press if you know, growing up, if you would have been the same as as your children, like just grabbing a mic and being able to talk to anybody, or for something you actually had to develop into. Yeah, that's true. Not, but yeah, I wasn't like I was outgoing, but you know, I wasn't always going to be a comedian at all. Yeah. So I wasn't a class clown. My mother was too hard on us. We had to get good marks. We had to stay. We can't be. You can be the class clown one time. And when she comes to the school, you're not going to be that anymore. Right. right. <laughs> you're Mom. telling people. Yep. You're, the, you're, the, you're the snitch. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> 
Uh, I also read something that uh, you went uh, you went axe throwing not that long ago. Is that correct? Oh man, that's my first time. And let me tell you, I'm an axe throwing. I'm axe throwing now. I'm a. I'm. A, I think I'm an expert. You go one time, you hit the. All you got to hit the target five times, and you're an expert to me. I and actually. I had a good time. I'm the same way, man. I I, I took right to it. Um, and, and you know, I did it. Uh, uh, I did one or one or two times. I can't believe I haven't gone back because I was a. I liked it a lot, and B. I was pretty good at it, like right off the bat. Unless you grew up in the woods and all you did was throw axes, you was five. It's an art to that thing. You can't just. I thought you just give me the axe and let me do my thing. He had to show me how to do it, and the way I. It took me about ten minutes to get used to it, but hey, well, I'm going now back and forth. Yeah, both I'm you and your Both you and your I'm buddy. Got- axe. I'm a. I'm gonna tell my wife I need to I need to target. Stand by the wall. Honey. <laughs> <laughs> I can do this. You can trust me. <laughs> Both you and your buddy got double bullseyes. We're watching the video right now, which is pretty yeah, impressive. Man. Yeah, he's he's been throwing. He can throw an axe on. He's a full bird colonel, retired, just retired from the army, a pilot, and he's he's throwing axes and. I mean, he, you name it, he did it. He's, he's done it, man. He's the guy. Well, I've heard that the the trick is is to attempt to get. Two full revolutions out of it, right? That 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 when you throw, yeah. that's you, you know you don't you don't wail it. You're just looking for two revolutions, and that's the way to control it. Yeah, God, I'm from Detroit, Michigan, man. I don't throw axes. Don't axe before, come on. <laughs> Tony, are you the type that with, with like this, like with axe throwing? If you, you know you you go and you do it one time, and you're like, I could be pretty good at this, and then you go out and buy everything that you can get all the all the equipment. I bought the T-shirt. I bought the coffee mug. Yeah. I bought the gloves. <laughs> the glove. I'm coming back. I'm, go- I'm coming back with the sunblock under my eyes. <laughs> over. over- <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> and then, then about a year from now, you're going to look at your axe drawing mug and what the hell was that about? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but once you think you have, you know, the the ability to do... Now, let me ask you, as you're traveling around, just about every major city has... Uh, Philadelphia, we have an axe-throwing establishment here. Yeah. yeah, a couple of them. Are, do you check them out now? Does that give you something to no, do? I, you know what? I, I checked it out in Atlanta. Um, I couldn't... I hadn't had time to do it in Virginia Beach. But, yeah, I'm going... I'm going, yeah. I right. find it out. Well, soon I get there, I got I to gotta locate it. Saturday morning, I'm gonna take some pictures. I'm gonna be on. I'm gonna be on Instagram. Philadelphia, Astro, <laughs> the medieval comic. Yeah. Nice. Well. In between axe throwing sessions, Tony's going to be at uh, Helium Friday and Saturday and Sunday, which is great. This is a, a lot of times you don't see. I show people, you. you know how I get right. down. I don't know right. if you know me. If you don't know me, Google me, Tony T. Roberts. If you don't know me by now, welcome out <laughs> your coma because I've been around for a minute. Yep. I've been doing it. I'm about to shoot my fourth one hour special. Wow! I think I'm going to do it at the at the Apollo. Oh, nice, yeah. man. Excellent. Yeah. All right, heliumcomedy.com to get your tickets to see uh, Tony this weekend. Cool, man. All right, well, safe travels. Enjoy your time when you get here in Philly. All right, man? All right, thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Tony Robbins, yeah. guys. Axe-throwing man now. Uh, I've, I've only gone a couple of times. I should go back and do that again. Are you Have a you... Uh, two-hander or a one-hander? One-hander. Oh, yeah, me too. Uh, but it's... Uh, it's a bit noisy for my uh, yeah. my uh, my hearing issues. So the, 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 the 
impact against the wood and all yeah, that. Yeah, because there's a lot of it yeah, going on. Yeah. There's tons of people doing it at the same time, and it's usually in a really cavernous place that echoes pretty loud. Was it Randy Bates who provided the um, inflatable the one? Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Well, so it's 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 uh, not only portable but inflatable. So it's it's not actually it's like uh, Velcro, right? Velcro, yeah. 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 But there are uh, definitely a lot of portable ones. So if you're having you know, any sort of event, backyard party or something like that, you can have that come out. What freaks me out is the people who, who are, I don't know, I don't know how they do it, but they get very aggressive and the the axe will bounce back at them. Uh, right, yeah. right. I'm like, yes. Yeah. You no. Be careful. Hey, Preston, no. um, so you had mentioned uh, the, the the sound and the hearing and stuff like that. Uh, and this so, kind of thing. <laughs> sound and the hearing. The sound and the combustion. Yeah. This kind of thing that happens with the ears, with the, 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 the tinnitus. But I went to a concert last week, and I have um, earplugs that, you know, they, they form to my ears, and I left them at home. And what I discovered at the Wells Fargo Center, and this happened, you can probably get it. Gum. Any, no, any concert venue. <laughs> it's no, free. What it's I everywhere. Have, well, what I've done in the past is, and I learned it from Brett Hamilton, is I'll just go get like some paper towels and, and stick that or or right. uh, tampons, toilet paper, tampons, toilet paper, but menstrual cups. If you get, if you go to guest services, they have earplugs. Huh. Yeah. Do you have yeah. menstrual cups that I could wear in my ears? <laughs> Listen, this is going to sound a little strange, and I know you guys probably have earplugs. But, but I exclusively use menstrual cups, and I left mine at home tonight. Sure, let and me I get security. Just won't be able to enjoy the show right this way without these. Right so. this way, the sign that the door that says exit. I can uh, see the parking lot out there. Yeah, yeah just keep going. <laughs> I placed yeah. my order. Oh, you did. Oh, you did. Yeah. All right. If you missed it, Kathy. Kathy is going to start using <laughs> menstrual cups. You need like the reverb. You, Bill missed a segment yesterday, and he was, like, terrified of what we, uh, what well, we were talking about. he was terrified, yeah, about yeah. how you guys were talking about, about how I would feel. And, yeah. and Steve mm-hmm. was like, no, it was her idea. She brought it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so you put, you placed an order. Yes, okay. I placed I got, I got two different ones, a little different uh, in whatever shape and all that so you mentioned a couple so. brands what which what did you ultimately go with so i got the one um at target it's called salt brand um and then i got another one that's called lola and so i'm gonna try those <laughs> but my um you know one of my good friends is a gynecologist and she said um with her patients she said people who love them absolutely love them but she said i have like half of my patients have tried them and hate it okay. so either you love it or right. you hate it why has nobody gone with cooter cup so oh wait a minute. God. So these are called Salt. Salt is the brand. Uh, yeah, that's the brand name. That doesn't sound. You know, Mm-mm. that doesn't sound like it I would think be. That was it. Some salt? people want to put no. It in there. Uh, you can't, salty. I, I want to pound some salt into. Yeah. Me. Can I get some sandpaper menstrual cups, please? <laughs> like, um, no, it's actually. I, name. I kind of. Um, your husband has yeah, un- unbelievable is. levels of iodine in his system. What's happening? No, but I kind of disagree with you. So, yes, it is called salt with two A's. Oh, um, But it comes in, the, the, yes. color is, the color is Himalayan pink. Like, to me, oh, it just seems uh, like very, like, nature and... Uh, and and uh, spy Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. All right, I gotcha. As you shove I'd like this. some salt, please. This one says salt teen cup. Salt, <laughs> soft menstrual cup, soft... Oh, oh, not saltine like this. Saltine I know, like the cracker. You know what, Casey? Yeah, look at right there, salt. Teen cup, and there's no way you can say it without making it sound like you're putting crackers. Yeah, you, like, you definitely have to take a pause there. Salt 
saltine cup. You can't say saltine cup. I was waiting for like the punchline. I'm like, what? What's saltine, the joke here? Right there, saltine it? cup, yeah. and then also uh, salt. Soft cup. Stadium cup. <laughs> Red <Solo>. championship cup. <laughs> Right, Stanley. Cup. <laughs> is the Stanley right now? Stanley Cup. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, oh, you would have to do that, ex- except Stan L E E. I mean, right? Could we the Stanley, Stanley Cup? Cup. Yeah. Could oh we? my God! And you, and when you like, if you do anything victorious, you can take it out and hoist it above your head. Right. I, I don't know how much it costs to manufacture these things, but could we have a precedent, Steve? Yeah. Uh, yeah. A cup. Yeah. A cup. Yeah. A menstrual cup. You know what? The, we would be, I guarantee you, the only show in America that, that had our own special cup. And, and, and so many women, at least when I got correspondence from people on, on social media, say that they, they are our fans and are and some who are very intrigued by what you were saying, Kathy, and the benefits are going to try it. Why not provide? Yeah. If yeah. we could do one uh, that attaches to a. Uh, Beer holder for your shower. Right. I mean, we should have a whole bunch of feminine hygiene products. How about the the Bill Weston man about tampons? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, right? (laughs) That'd be good. (laughs) You can go home now. Later, man. He got his one for the day. Oh, my God. Now I'm trying to think of other ones. I can't can't come up with the Jackie. No, that wouldn't work. No. Uh, I don't know. I can't think of anything. But, uh, yeah, pads and and cups. Pads, cups, tampons. What else, guys? Lube. 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 Yeah, well, apparently it comes as a kit. Oh, oh, that's yeah, right yeah, with yeah. the with the uh, the, the menstrual cup, yeah, right, yeah. You need lube. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't need. Apparently, you don't need it, but no, you can. You might it does come it. with it. You it might comes with it. Just you can use one of those uh, uh, one of those devices that oh. you get at a shoe store. The Pierre panty liners. That's oh, what we can I have. Like that. Yeah. yeah. What do they call the device that helps you when you put sliding a shoe on? <laughs> a shoe yeah, horn. A shoe oh, horn. There we go. A shoe <laughs> horn. Use that for the uh, <laughs> yeah. for the cup, um, cup horn. Oh. Okay, have we exhausted this yeah. now? Although, if we if we did these products, we would need a, uh, for the commercial, we'd need some a music or a jingle. And oh, yeah. Again, yeah. This would definitely, definitely work. Yeah. Are you hot-blooded? <laughs> Hi, I'm Kathy Romano. offering from the Preston Steve Show. Check it and see. Okay, did Nick Murphy just say this? Yeah, he did. The Jackie Clam Jam. <laughs> oh, my God. Nick, nice. It's a lubricant. Yeah, yeah. It would still work. It's a lubricant. Jackie Clam Jam. He immediately said, I'm sorry. He said, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Dear God. All right, let's talk about other feminine things. I saw a study uh, that was released last week by the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. As in giving labor or working? Kind of like, no, labor is okay. in uh, working. Generation X women were more likely to do housework, care for children, read for pleasure, and do lawn work, a study found. Read for pleasure. Wait, what am I? Uh, when were you born? Uh, 1990. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> 1978. Uh, I guess... You would be Gen X. So this is Gen X versus Millennials. You might be Gen uh, Generation Y, right? No, she's Gen X. Is she Gen, Gen X? X? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where are we? Are we Gen A? Uh, generation Gen a. is. <laughs> what's what's the 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 time frame? Gen on that, X uh, till nineteen eighty. Okay. All right. Although so I guess she... there's a there's a blurry line there. It's, um... Why? 
So it's showing it gen- depends on the who, who's defining it. Some people say it's in, until seventy eight. Some people say it's till uh, nineteen eighty. Some people say it's nineteen seventy six. So, so are you claiming Gen X or Gen Y, Kathy? Uh, I'm going to go Gen X because okay. it says it so right here. So you like activities and, I, and farting in the elevator. I know. I, just, <laughs> <laughs> I like reading for pleasure. Uh, all right. So <laughs> millennial women. So Gen X versus yeah. millennial women were more inclined to exercise, spend leisure time on computers, uh-huh. take care of their pets, and sleep. All right. <laughs> they like to sleep. Huh? They like to sleep. Huh. Uh, the report uses basically they're lazy. They're narcoleptic. <laughs> the report uses American time use survey data to capture how people lived at a point in time between the ages of twenty three and thirty eight. So the report reflects changes for men as well as women. Both generations, X and millennials, uh, spent the same amount of time working, and men worked longer hours than women because women were more likely to work part time. The two generations spent about the same time on leisure and sports activities, but mm. Gen Xers were more likely than millennials to have children and own homes. More likely to whittle their own menstrual cups. <laughs> um, even though viewing television was the top leisure activity for both generations, uh, millennial men spent 18 minutes a day less watching TV than their Gen X counterpart parts. So who did? One more time on that, Preston. I'm sorry. The American Time Use Survey data. Is that what you were talking about? No, no, the the, the TV watching. Uh, Gen X spent a little more time. uh, Gen X spent a little bit more time watching television. Uh, Wow, because I sure as hell spent a ton of time watching TV, and I'm Um, I'm a boomer. But uh, the Gen X, uh, I'm sorry, the the millennials have uh, shifted that time into playing games. On an average day, more millennials were, <laughs> were participating in sports, recreation, and exercise than their Gen X peers. Man, I'm like I'm 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 a lot of these things. I'm every woman in the world to you. But it would depend on how much of it you you spent doing it. And this is eight from age twenty three to thirty eight. Okay. So uh, changes in technology weighed heavily in people's choices, according to the report. Social media was in its infancy in 2003. Smartphones weren't widespread and spread widespread, and Cyber Monday hadn't yet been invented by retail marketing gurus. Uh, millennials have an advantage in that they were able to do a lot of things from the comfort of their home. It's true. Without getting in their car and going to a store or bank. It's I used to have to walk 10 miles. It saves on time. Just to make a tweet. Uh, for Generation <laughs> X, that wasn't available when uh, they were their age. My uh, girlfriend asked me a generational question last night, and uh, I, she said maybe we could bring it up on the show, so okay. why the hell not? Um, do you think younger generations are more apt, and this is her contention, to watch TV shows with um, the closed captioning on? Because they are so, her contention her uh, is that they are so distracted by everything yeah. else that having the uh, closed captioning on actually makes them focus on what's on TV a little bit more. I will say, oh, oh. I will say uh, that um, I think I don't know be- if there's any because a lot of YouTube videos already default to closed captioning, right? Uh, it does that seem comfortable mm. to them? Mm. I, I don't like it on some shows. For example, Jeopardy, because every now and then, uh, when you're watching with closed captioning on Jeopardy, it, it'll give the answer before right. the yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a little distracting. But that is true. Annoying. And sometimes Minnesota pops up as menstrual cup. <laughs> but I've, I've learned it, to ignore it because okay. I have closed captioning on all the time. And that's in part because of your hearing, right? Like, but, oh, it's exactly why okay. I have it on, yeah. Why, it, I, 
don't like uh, close cap when I'm watching uh, stand up. Dad singing. No, no, no. <laughs> That's weird. I'm like, I can't even follow. No, it's a stand up comedy because uh, sometimes I will read the punchline before. before. I got you. A quick question. So, a, a lot of times, and you may not know this on your various TVs and this, this kind of thing with the home <laughs> theater, uh, if you are listening through a receiver, there are, um, there are tailored sound uh, parameters that are made to put the vocals, the dialogue, out a way above everything else, and it's for that purpose for people who have hearing oh, issues. I gotta find that. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah me too. It depends Dude, on, how, on what kind of equipment you have. But I, the- I am the I am the volume surfer okay. in the house. When we sit down as a family to watch something, they give me the remote, right? Because there are segments when um, music comes on. You know, like say there's a, a, a there's a, a montage or a uh, a transition scene or something right. like that, and there's music that fills in. The music volume comes way up. It's much bigger and fuller than the uh, the dialogue, and I will have to turn it down because otherwise I'm the old man watching the TV with the volume cranked all the way up. Right. But when it goes back to dialogue, I need to turn it back up. Hmm. You're like Hyman Roth watching the really ball. Hear- <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so, so check if you're running it through a receiver. Yeah. Check if you do have that, and it'll be specifically tailored for uh, to to make the dialogue more easily heard so that you're not dealing with that. Um, It depends on what you have, though. And I did this, and I'm sure I told you guys about it one time. I had did not know this had even existed, and had accidentally turned it on, but there is a a description for the blind on shows and movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm sitting there watching this thing, and and what I thought was a narration was... He walks across the room yeah. to the door and picks up the newspaper and looks at it longingly or something like that. Ooh. And after I'm sitting here for a while, I'm like, hmm. wow, they're describing everything. That's <laughs> Why is the narration? Uh, <laughs> the, um, the pizza what? delivery man exposes his penis. <laughs> <laughs> there probably has that. Yeah. Um, the, that's, I think that's a contest that we could play right there. There might be. There might be. Clo- Guess uh, blind the- door. Uh, porn. Yes. Uh, Guess. Let's do guess the popular show Ooh. vis-a-vis the the description. Now a lot of idea. so Preston, I had the same thing. The, um, I was on. Uh, I was actually through Xfinity. Xfinity offers that as well. I think on one of uh, one of their settings. But it's it's pretty common. Wait, Casey, what are you pointing at? Uh, Marissa wants to chime in on oh, this, okay. I think, Marissa? when I mentioned the contest. I was just going to mention to you guys, um, we talked about the blind porn before. I thought so. Porn, because, okay. Because I, yeah. Wasn't somebody suing because they weren't doing it or something? It's a My, Daily yeah. Rush. It's all I remember it being Might in the Daily Rush. Um, blind okay. porn. Like the 64 thing we did. We probably did. Okay. We probably talked about it because it, it would be a common thing. That descriptive... Um, and we talked about this before because sometimes you'll accidentally hit the button and Preston, the same thing happened to me. I'm like, wow, as far as narration goes, this is a little too comprehensive. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm reading a text here, uh, that Nick pulled up. It says, how dare you attack me? (laughs) Uh, but I'm 34 and yes, if there's, isn't captioning when I'm watching a show, I have to pay attention to Yellowstone, for example. I will pick up my phone without even realizing it sometimes. Yeah. Oh, I, think I can see that. Yeah. There are so many things, you know, vying for your attention that unless you're focused on the TV and reading it, uh, you, you, your mind tends to, tends to wander. Casey might need to do that. Oh, my well, God. Yeah. He I mean, picks up the phone. If you're watching but, something with him, he'll pick up the phone. and. Uh, but you don't like subtitles. No, I, I do. I oh, use do. subtitles all the time. Oh, you do? I, okay. I've actually, I've had to take them off. Uh, I take them off for football. Because uh, a lot of times the caption bubble will cover go, the uh, score, yeah, yeah, the score or the play or, or, the play or whatever. Right. God, um, I hate subtitles. Like I can't. 
to me, it's bothers. It's distracting. I'd so just... I will watch movies, uh, and I watch foreign movies. I will watch with the uh, well, with the subtitles. I like I like to hear it in its original language. Oh and, right. Oh, and Steve, I don't... I, if they if they dub it over, I, I'm out. I can't watch it. So yeah. so there are very few unless they do a brilliant job, and even then, it's it's I find it distracting. But like the the Wolfgang Peterson movie Dust Boot, or uh, and there is an art, by the way, to the placing of the subtitles, Steve. And we grew up watching spaghetti westerns and uh, absolutely and uh, Asian uh, martial arts with films. horrible oh, dubbing, with terrible overdubbing, yeah, horrible dubbing. And, and I still I don't like it. Yeah, I, I, I prefer I the subtitles. Yeah, uh, hang on a second. Our friend uh, Tucker, who is blind, is on the line. Hey, Tucker. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, what's up? But you were going to talk about the uh, uh, the audio descriptions. That's how they. That's how it's referred to. Yes, audio description. That's how I watch TV. And only about 50% of the shows on Netflix have it. And I, I won't watch or even try to watch anything without it anymore. Sure, right? So, so for you, uh, on a basic level, Tucker, um, is, it, is it kind of like, um, like an audible book? I was just going to say that exactly like an audio book. Okay, uh, all right. It describes everything. It's pretty much, it's, yeah, it's pretty much if you listen to audio book, it's pretty much the same thing. Okay. And it lets me know everything that's going on. Without it, I'm just completely lost. And and, and uh, I'm I'm just asking because I'm it's it seems alien to me, but um, very enjoyable for you. You you get wrapped oh. up. Oh, absolutely. Okay, excellent. What, excellent. what are yeah, some? I get, sh- very, what? I get very involved in it, the same as you would watching it. Tucker, what are some shows that do it right? That do it well. Um, a lot of stuff on Netflix uh, does it well. Actually, Marvel does it really well. Oh, cool. I actually went and saw the new Spider-Man movie. Some of the movie theaters have uh, earphones for the blind. Oh, cool. I didn't know the, that. The audio description. Nice. That's pretty cool. Excellent. All right. Appreciate it, Tucker. How about porn? How about porn, though? What's your favorite Never porn? Tried Never tried it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll let you know. All right. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks. See you later, buddy. All right, guys. All right. For some reason, his stepmother is 19 years old. Oh my! I saw that one. <laughs> yeah, I think I've seen that one yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. yeah, a classic. Though they're sitting down to a classic Thanksgiving dinner, she's playing with his junk under the table. <laughs> saw that one too. <laughs> and the father is sitting right there, <laughs> completely oblivious, completely oblivious. As he's carving the turkey, even though they're moaning, and she's making... eating his nutsack. <laughs> I had somebody tell tell me yesterday, I'm going to bring it back to this. Um, they were like, it was so enlightening to hear you guys talk about a female-based product, the <laughs> menstrual cup, not fart jokes and porn. Uh, Here we so are. We're back. And we just did it all. Don't Give worry. It, we did it yeah. all. Absolutely. Hey, yeah. This might be the perfect opportunity. All right, Marissa, I sent you guys this uh, instructional video. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Uh, yesterday. Oh. Did you watch I, it? I, well, I heard you watching it in the, in the office, and I could hear it, and I'm like, what? <clears throat> it's got to be some sort of sex toy or something. So it's this bizarre product, and I sent it to all of you guys. And I and I the uh, the subject line I used was instructional video. Please watch. <laughs> Nobody got back to me. Like not one person right, responded right. to me. And I'm like, yeah. Did I offend Marissa <laughs> and Kathy? Well, I knew I didn't no, offend Kathy because she was yeah. in the same room. Uh, and but it, it's that's a terrible feeling when you send out something you think, oh my god, did I cross the line? <laughs> right, right. And and, and, I, and I wanted to watch it, and what? And you were making such a thing about it that I wanted to not be distracted. Yeah. And I never got around to Kathy, it. Chris, even grab the audio yeah. from that, and and I I don't know if it's fully, if we can play it or not. Uh, but but there are specific body parts. I don't think it talks about insertion or anything like that. Mm. But it is this 
quote unquote massage piece of machinery that is one of the most involved looking things I've ever seen. If it if it's indeed made for, it has to be back here is the carburetor. Oh my yeah. god, yeah, it's complicated. Oh it yeah, is. yeah, and it is there for pleasure. Right? You know, if you make it all yeah. the way through, okay. You know, because things go in things, and other things go in other things, and. There's some uh, things that, that we've we've. Talk, I remember one time we did. I think we were doing an appearance at maybe Brisquet's store or whatever when it existed, and uh, there were things in there I would have thought were actually involved in construction that, that were <laughs> yeah. that. There's no, there's no way that is a, a sexual thing. But yeah. Kath, uh, yeah. when you, we're talking about sending things to people, and I have done that, I've sent things to you, and I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. And then I go, oh wait, no, she has sent me. <laughs> oh my god, a picture of that guy sitting on the <laughs> on the, <bed. laughs> on the, on the side of his bed with a giant penis. with this giant thing hanging out. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I think <laughs> I think I might be safe here. <laughs> I love when they will insert. They will have like like a, a dignitary at some meeting, like a parliament, and they will insert that, that picture mm. in one of the frames behind him. Dude, the late, latest one it was a, it was a COVID test. Yep, and I, I and it. I sent it to Kathy. I'm like, dude, I'm like. I think I, it came back positive, and she's like, "Dude, I got this like three days no, ago." I didn't yeah. say that. I sent you a screenshot yeah. of the text that Preston <laughs> sent me I that said, said, "I think I tested positive." There was only one person I wanted to send that uh-huh. to, <laughs> and that was Kathy. Yeah, it, listen, I, I bought Kathy a uh, for one of the uh, one of her birthdays, like like a butthole polisher one time. <laughs> uh, right? Yeah, I thought it was nice. Right? Yeah. So you can't cross the line with her. No, I don't think so. No, there's. I, I don't, yes, the, I don't get offended by anything. I don't think it's all funny, but yeah. I don't, right. right, you know what I mean? Yes. I, but I don't get offended if you yeah. get me a butt plug. Like I've yeah. lost, right. I, I traded in, and I've always said this, I I say of offensive things all the time, I, I do not have the right to get offended. You know, it's just, right. it's my deal. Right, right, I, right. If, I, if I dish it out, I have to be able to take it. Right. But if Kathy ever wanted to, like, get us fired. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's so much ammo. It's, it's not even. I mean, then all you have to do is funny. show the text from her on the phone. You'll be reinstated. I, all, I, I, I will, also, I will yeah. also think of the time that you put a, a Sharpie in my butt crack, uh, and you don't remember that, but I do. No. I'm like, yes. I, uh, Did I draw on your butt? No, no. Uh, I was like bent over, and my, my crack was showing, and you were like, bloop. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay. Do we have it over? The audio? No, I don't. Uh, uh, are you editing it? It, it might have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, you don't need to, we don't need to hear all of it. I, it's just, I want to get the tone of this guy that is doing the narration for it, that is actually the uh, the instruction. It's it's like he's being as serious as you can possibly be about it. I love that. And talking about this stuff that's just like. <laughs> and it's, a, it's like these things that we can't, we never play these fully, but. Dad, can I talk to you for a minute? Yeah. Yeah, there's a much longer piece of that, but I love and, and what, the is other, the pro- what is the exact product? I don't need. I don't it's even like a know. pleasure device. It's, it's okay. something you buy for. And it's there's got to be extremely expensive because yeah, it's super complicated. I was curious as to what the cost was, but it's for the front and the back and the underneath. Simultaneously? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yes. Yeah. So and is the it thing like, that goes is it like a Sibian? The thing that goes in the back. No, it's like nothing you've ever seen before. Is it a revolution in home entertainment? Like you, it's, I can't even explain it. Uh, okay. So remember when we were talking about packing a flounder before? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. So there's essentially this thing that packs a flounder for you. Uh, but it's there to oh, stimulate things. Oh. Uh, so, it, you know. Um, okay. But you, it's just wild that, like, Press, you talk about the narration, but, like, somebody also had to animate this, you know? Yes. Like, <laughs> There's a professional animator with it, too. Here, go play some of it. Before using the Shinfly full coverage men's massager, all body parts in contact with the massager and the massager itself shall be fully cleaned. Uh-huh. 
Music. After assembling the massager, lock the rear massage bar in the initial position. Adjust the front massage bar to the maximum angle away from the body and tie the belt at the waist. There's a belt. Smear okay. the or- she missed that she one. Missed that one. Okay. Uh, I would say the anus <laughs> sensor. Yeah, so. So, uh, <laughs> it is funny what we can and can't say, because, like, they, it's all technical terms. It is. It is. You well, know, we've got, we, there are, there are some, we get away with murder in so much. And that skin. Is, yeah. The surrounding skin of the perineum, thigh, inside, and all surfaces of massage head in contact with the skin uniformly. Okay, that's all we're going to play. So, on. so, initially, when it, when you, I saw the picture of it, I thought it was one of those office chairs that you sit in that doesn't have a back to it, but it's actually a device that you wear, you oh wear, you can wear standing up. There's a pin on it, like a grenade. I, I would need the instructions for Look this device. This what the hell? This is this, I, You have seen, you have seen nothing. <laughs> Like this, I want. I want to. I want to get one of these in the studio. Do they have a price? No, but I'll bet you it's a few thousand dollars. Look at this. So wait, I'm sorry. Is oh, uh, see that wraps around. Is that supposed to go over your your Johnson? Oh yeah. There you go. Watching the animation. But what I can't figure out is the seat part of it. Wait, the seat hey, looks oh, like a ski boot. It hell? does. It looks like a ski it, boot. So you sit on a ski boot. Hey, while it, without looking behind you, Steve, who do you think is in the studio now? Bill? Yeah. No, of course he just came into the studio. He's shaking his head. He's he not has happy. one of these. Oh. <laughs> it was his birthday on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> To clarify, <laughs> <laughs> he's going to let us at the price. <laughs> what do those things cost, Bill? You should get one that instead of a uh, motorcycle seat. Bill, honestly, have you ever seen anything like this in your life? You know, I'm in my office last night. <laughs> Long after you've gone, right? I listened to the Kathy Menstrual Cup segment because I missed it live. Right, right, What'd yeah. It's pretty straight ahead, right? Really? Uh, no, right. It a look. It's like, well, I actually looked up. It's been so long since we talked about FCC right, and, right, yeah. and the liability of obscenity and right. all of that stuff. It hasn't been in the conversation. I looked up the definition again. And I think you guys are dancing on that line because right. it has something to do with sexual or excretory activities and mm. organs, which is what? There's nothing right? sexual about it. I mean, it's all. It's it deals with biological, sexual, if anything. It, it yeah. deals with a sexual organ, right? Yeah, mm. like a whirlwinder. By my. Uh, by Kathy's uh, very uh, apt description mm-hmm. yeah. of what that does. Anyway, and you're doing this today. I'm like, I, I dumped the uh, the lubricant on the thing. Yes, today. which oh, we would whatever. we okay, would only. Got you. Our 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 agreement with you is always we'll swing for the fences and you excise what you think Here, is appropriate. People are wondering what the name of it was. Again, I'll play the beginning. Just it says the name of this. Before using the Shinfly full coverage men's massager, Shinfly, Shinfly full coverage men's massager. I mean, so coverage. I need to imagine because so much of this is written and appears to be in, in Mandarin, right? Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 definitely an Asian uh, product, I believe. Right. Uh, but but it's got uh, it's got subtitles, which says, brings us full circle to the conversation we started. Says great on. for dads and grads. Oh, jeez. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so the, yesterday, today's discussion just kind of brought me back to those good old days where we're we're really working the dump buttons. But well, uh, good, good. Yeah. So I maybe a Preston, yes, a Preston and Steve logo in the merch shop in the rock shop. You know, we could make some money on this. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, again, and this... you could be the narrator. Bill's a great narrator. <laughs> yeah, by the way. Yeah. 
He does wonderful narration. I get off. I get off. Wait, hang on. Let me sell. The body parts in contact with the massager and the massager itself shall be fully cleaned. I think you're better than this guy. Yeah. I don't know what you want from me. (laughs) Santa's got to go. I'm going to (laughs) go. Santa's got to go. All right, so. Uh, You need to see this thing. You need to to do a search on the, hold on, what was the name of it? I mean, it'd be easier to go out and get a girlfriend. Uh, Yes. By far. Just putting this thing on. Just all the straps and hooks. And and uh, and various things you need to put together to put this thing on your body <laughs> is more work than going out and trying to get an actual relationship. And, and what do you think? It's like, you know, you're at the office. L- uh, can I come in? No! <laughs> Before using the Shinfly Full Coverage Men's Massager. Shinfly Full Coverage Men's Massager. Marissa? We're uh, sharing it on all of our social media. Okay. okay. All right. So you you got to see this thing. There's nothing full-on graphic no, about the animation, is, but I mean, it's, it's suggested. It's certainly suggested, but I've never seen anything like this product before. I mean, there has to come a point about three minutes into using it where you, where you just feel like the lowest scum on earth. <laughs> or you finally you, found the euphoric. greatest thing yeah. that you've, that's been created by man. Honey, I want a divorce. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Uh, oh, we need a break because we are going to talk to the CEO of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yes. Uh, because the nominations have come out. And uh, we, have, we haven't revealed anything yet. We've been waiting for him, so we'll, we'll go through that with him. All right. That's cool with you guys. We yep. should offer him a shin fly if he... Uh... Yeah, for, for, for his trouble. <laughs> uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. In the latest rock breakdown, we pay tribute to Meatloaf, Damon Albarn invokes the wrath of the Swifties, and we tell a ghost story. Uh, The band ghost. We talk about the band ghost. It's all on Rock Breakdown. Find it on Instagram or WMMR.com. Is our guest ready to go? Yes, sir. We said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we love having this guy on. He is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to... Uh, music and all things rock, of course, because after all, he is the president and CEO of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Please welcome Mr. Greg Harris. Yeah, hey! To our show. Hey, Greg. Damn, I love that intro. Love the walk-on <laughs> song, the build-up. And uh, I'm thrilled to be here. I, I'm going to add one thing. Yeah. I was also enjoying the traffic report, hearing, <laughs> you know, I-95 and the Skook Hill and Deptford, because I grew up in Bucks County. Yep. And... You started me off with, with, you know, Kiss. I think I was listening to Kiss on my clock radio in 1978 on WMMR. Yep. And I uh, love it. Thank That's you. That's great. We thought, we thought it would make you feel right at home, sir. <laughs> so uh, always always good to have you on, Greg. And it's always exciting when the new nominees are rolled out. We, we haven't mentioned them yet. We wanted to wait till we had you on because I know they came out at 8 o'clock this morning. But... I'm, I'm going to quickly run, I'm going to rattle off all the names, and then we can uh, chat a bit about them. So, the 17 nominees this year uh, for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class of 2022 are Beck, Pat Benatar, Kate Bush, Devo, Duran Duran, Eminem, uh, Eurythmics, Judas Priest, Fila Kuti, MC5, The New York Dolls, Dolly Parton, Rage Against the Machine, Lionel Richie, Carly Simon, A Tribe Called Quest, and Dion Warwick. There's... That's a I, good I'm lineup. good with that lineup. Yeah, I'm good a, with that. That is a really good one. And seven first-time nominees this time around, I believe. Correct, Greg? That is correct. Uh, ten are returning to the ballot, and seven, it's their first time on. Um, incredibly exciting. You know, it, it's... 
It's a very diverse ballot. It underscores how, how broadly rock and roll is. Um, but it's also, um, next to last year's, it's the, it's the most female uh, folks on the ballot. And it's, um, it's kind of fun. Some of these artists people think are already in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, and they're being nominated for the first time. Carly Simon, first time on the ballot. Um, you know, Eminem goes on in his first year of eligibility. That's uh, pretty exclusive, pretty special, right. and um, we're, we're thrilled. Quick question. Is it Dionne Warwick solo or her with anthrax? <laughs> That's no. No? Are you thinking Scott Ian or uh, Ronnie James Dion. Dio, one of the <laughs> two or something like Dion Warwick? Um, well, I'm, I'm excited for a few different ones, and I, and I would really love to see Pat Benatar get the nod. Finally, she should have been a while ago, and, and you know. We were just had, talking about, about her and, yep. and how, how important she was. Yep, and, and 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 I'm stoked about uh, Devo being on the ballot once again. They're one of my favorites. I mean, this is what you do. You pick apart and you find your favorites yeah, and go, yeah. these guys should be yeah. in. But I'm really excited to see Duran Duran. Duran Duran is one of those bands, when they came out, I was a, I was just a, I was, I was a, a, a diehard, long-haired rocker when they hit. And I, and I denied those guys, even though I secretly loved the music. And it was after a while that I really started to appreciate their musicianship and, and uh, would love to see them get in, you know? Yeah, you know, that, there's an interesting thing there when you look at, at Pat Benatar, Duran Duran, even Devo, um, and sort of toward the tail end, um, Eminem, they're, they're, they're also MTV generation bands. And, um, and somehow, um, sometimes that popular success and that uh, where it's, it's the sound is still great, but image becomes a big thing, you, you sort of discounted a little bit and it, the combination is powerful it's amazing and at its core the music is still incredible and, and that's what we're looking at do you know what happens too and it, and it, it sort of became the default thing a, a number of years uh greg was uh okay what did they get wrong who are they completely omitting you know i, I mean you, you simultaneously love it it's like end of year lists it, it, they're designed to cause conversation but I, I think as the years have been progressing the selections have been i think hitting more so that um, with the general, you know, wide uh, collection of, of of music aficionados, so much so that you'll take somebody that you would normally might years ago have said, "Why are they nominating this person?" and say, "Okay, maybe I can see this." Do you sense that? Uh, I I do sense that. I think that um, one we uh, we also had a number of folks that were hanging out there that have um, were, were eligible but hadn't been nominated, and you start getting them in, and then you can start going into new areas and new genres. And I guess I, I need to understand, I think we've also softened up a bunch of Philly fans because Todd Runger is finally in. <laughs> <laughs> well, Do- Dolly Parton is, is – t- we talk about Dolly Parton all the time, and, and so, uh, you know th- – a juggernaut, um, uh, so many songs, an unbelievable musical talent. Does she, yeah. I would ask you, what, what would you say is the predicate for her coming into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yeah, you know, it's, it's you know, great success as a country artist, as a pop artist, sort of crossover. Yeah. But she's written 2,000 to 3,000 songs. Um, she's also um, created sort of her own uh, iconic persona and style that others that have been influenced by and if you go on the straight countryside you know hank williams and, and johnny cash and others are in the rock and roll hall of fame right right part of this yeah but her her impact on on a bigger culture is really important as well i i think um a lot of the strong female artists of today you don't have without 
without Dolly Parton paving the way. Um, and, um, and that's kind of, uh, you know, how it fits together. But um, influential, important, and impactful. Um, we're really excited that she's on the ballot. And many thought she was already inducted right. as an influence. Huh. Hey, Greg, I wanted to ask, you mentioned Todd Rundgren. I wanted to see how you and, and, and people on staff at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame feel when you get somebody, because Todd's been very critical of the, of the Rock yeah. and Roll Hall of Fame. When you get artists... Who are uh, who are outspoken about maybe their um, the, the, uh, the poor decisions they feel have been made, or maybe even their disdain for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and they get inducted in. How do you guys feel about that? You know, we uh, we we feel like his music is terrific. It impacted so many, uh, and he's incredibly um, glad that he's being honored and elected. And as far as him embracing it or not, that's kind of um, up to him right now. I'm in the Hall of Fame on the floor above me. There's a whole bunch of Todd things on exhibit as part of our 2021 inductees. And uh, his plaque hangs in our plaque gallery. It'll hang there forever for what he's accomplished as a, as a writer, as a producer, as an artist. And uh, we're thrilled he's in. So, you know, it's, um, it's an interesting thing, I believe, because many halls of fame, you get into baseball, football, those places, people are being honored for something <clears throat> that they retired from. Yeah. In, in rock and roll, you know, you don't retire. And if you're creative, you keep creating and you keep making and you don't want to be frozen in time. So, um, you know, we respect him and he's in the story and his fans are coming in today to see his stuff. It's an interesting um, perspective. But- yeah. yeah that, that makes complete sense it to does. me because like, like uh, for example, Massive. I'm a massive Dire Straits fan, and they they were they weren't as they really participate as much as they should have. And, and as a massive fan of Dire Straits, I would have loved to have seen them be a little bit more um, participatory yeah. in that accolade. I think for the fans that means a lot. Uh, but but in this case, I was telling Preston, I was watching a, a documentary about Bad Out of Hell. We just lost you know Meatloaf, the creation of that album. Todd Rundgren was the producer. And I have to say, and I said this to you, Preston, Todd impresses me as a genius who is a bit of a curmudgeon. And so that's kind of par for the course. And so uh, regardless, yes, it does. It should not stop you guys uh, from yeah. acknowledging that incredible contribution for and for allowing us to celebrate it through what you guys are doing as well. You know, that was very well said. And, um, and it is it's a moment for fans. When you're on stage accepting that award and you're performing, um, you know, it's a moment for your fans to also celebrate a lifetime spent with your music and connecting. And, uh, and, and some artists embrace it and they, they, they seize that moment. You have Carol King on stage uh, delivering. Um, we had uh, LL Cool J out there. Uh, others this year at the inductions. They, they embrace that moment. And other artists, for whatever reason, uh, bands aren't necessarily talking to each other, performing with each other, <laughs> and they don't do the reunion. Right. Um, but um, those that do, I think there's a magic, and there, there's a moment there that, uh, that you know, one plus one equals far more than two. I love it. All right, well, listen, the, uh, the inductees will be announced in May, and then there's a concert and a show and all this stuff, so I'm sure we'll be uh, uh, reaching out to you again, Greg, and getting in touch when all that stuff is. And someday, man, we're coming there to broadcast. Yeah. We are. You can guarantee that that's going to happen. We want to do it. We we have an incredible studio. Yeah. It's yours whenever you want it. And let me see this. In March, we're opening up a Beatles exhibit. Oh! oh no. We have to. All of, 
<laughs> it's the sessions at Apple in Twickham that are um, in the Peter Jackson film. We have the clothing and the instruments they played on the rooftop on the final live concert, oh, public man. appearance by the Beatles. We have the studio stuff. It opens in March. It's here all summer. Come out, hang with us, all and right. do your show for months. We've got to synergize that, and we're going to bring yeah. you... The coolest new device that we were just debuting yeah, no, on no, the show. Not. Oh, you we're not? Okay. Yeah, check our Twitter account, Greg. It's, it's amazing. Greg, we love you, man. Thank you so much for checking in this morning. Good luck with everything. My pleasure. Cheers, and, right. and best to you and all all the listeners in Philly. Likewise. Presidente, Greg Harris, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Man, listen, I... I you know how it's it's and you described it, Preston. It's always been sort of there's a, a for the longest time a sort of love hate, you know, with what the deal is. If you just acquiesce and, and enjoy what yeah. it is, you know. And I was looking back at some of the older inductions when Mick Jagger inducted Paul McCartney. You know, yeah. I mean, it, that's if they're there and they're participating, yeah. then it's worth it. And and now there's a legitimate case to be excited for. Like Judas Priest is now yes. In, in the running. list, yes. I didn't mean to put him on the spot, but I but I was curious how they feel about when somebody goes, "Screw that!" Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to, you know. But but so what? We're going to induct you anyway because yeah. you've merited the work you've done and the influence you've made. It merits you being in this from you know a fan I mean? level. Yeah. As I said, like with Dire Straits, I would have loved to have seen. Yeah. I mean, I get it, and if you don't want to do it, that's your choice, and and just you know, you get the accolade and, and you're part of it. But I, I would have loved to have seen them participate. All right, so uh, we'll we'll reiterate this in music news, which is coming up in a bit. But we got to do the bizarre file. Here we go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre, bizarre file. Brought to you this morning by WMMR and President Steve logo winter hats. Another cool item in the MMR Rock Shop. You can pick one up today for you or as a gift. WMMR.com and use the keyword. Shop. Uh, let's see. Where do we go? How about this one? Uh, five nightclubbers at London's Tiger Tiger Club were burned by caustic soda, a.k.a. sodium hydroxide, Whoa. a corrosive compound used in soap making, oh. which was served alongside their tequila shots in lieu of salt. <sighs> it was soap. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Poison. Nice. Poisoning. The five were left vomiting with blood pouring Whoa. from their mouths. That's not good. Leaving clubbers fearful of a terrorist attack. Uh, a uh, source said the group of women and a man drank the tequilas and used salt and lemon to soften the taste. Then they began to retch. One girl keeled over despite music blaring. Everyone knew something was wrong and there was panic and people thought it was some kind of a terrorist <laughs> incident. Uh, police arrived at the nightclub after hearing people had sustained chemical-related injuries believed to be caused by staff error. The authorities closed the club as a precaution, moved about 100 clubgoers into a nearby building while police conducted interviews. Why would they even risk that? Uh, they said it took a long time to establish what happened. Apparently, the club kept salt and caustic soda in similar containers. Oh, jeez. And there had been there an honest accident, and it could have been fatal. So Remember, the food is rat poisson. Mm. <laughs> All right, here's a follow-up story. A second ship from the embattled Crystal Cruises line has cut short its trip and offloaded passengers in the Bahamas as the company faces a legal dispute over millions of dollars in fuel bills. So you had the first ship never reached its original port because Mm -hmm. they were going to seize the ship, Mm -hmm. so it took all the passengers down to the Caribbean. Yeah, so the itinerary changes for the Crystal Serenity 
followed a judge's order last month to seize the Crystal Symphony if it enters U.S. waters. The Crystal Serenity was originally scheduled to take about 200 passengers on a three-and-a-half-month expedition. But two days after leaving Miami... On January 17th, the company announced that it would suspend operations through April. The ship canceled several port of calls since then, and passengers were told that the ship would end the cruise in Aruba, but then local officials did not allow the ship to dock this weekend, so the ship was diverted to Bimini. Uh, the cruise line then ferried the passengers to Fort Lauderdale <laughs> and taken to hotel rooms Monday night. So how long was this uh, sojourn supposed to be? It's like two to three months. Okay, so you, they're going to end up with like a five-month trip. Yeah. Uh, the passengers will be reimbursed for any applicable airline change fees. Now they dropped them off, so they're they're right. they're out of there. Uh, let's see, agricultural specialist assigned to the Paso del Notre and Isleta border crossings, both in El Paso, recently seized two hundred and forty-three pounds of bologna on two separate unrelated incidents. Uh, an initial discovery was made on January 13th when a U.S. citizen and resident of Albuquerque presented himself for inspection via vehicle at the border crossing. Baloney. After a... He doesn't stand for baloney. <laughs> after a negative <laughs> declaration for fruits, vegetables, and meat products, the driver was uh, referred for a secondary agricultural inspection. Huh. They then discovered five rolls of undeclared Mexican baloney hidden under the bags of chips. As well as in the trunk compartment and under the seats of the vehicle. So is baloney? No, Go ahead. No, 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 no. Is baloney the new fentanyl, Preston? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> Fifty-five pounds of baloney were discovered in the SUV, and the driver informed specialists that he uh, resells the baloney in the U.S. for almost double the price he paid in Mexico. Hot spin. It's cut rate baloney. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, and then black market baloney. Uh, black. There's the label. Right, that's black it. market that baloney. Black. He doesn't stand for baloney. <laughs> That would be the. We have black market baloney. That would be the album title. <laughs> that is a good. He doesn't album. stand for baloney. B B O L O G N A. There you go. Okay. All right. Anyway, uh, and then they found another vehicle that was filled with the baloney as well. Ah, uh, no liverwurst. Uh, so no, no, none of it. Not uh, yet. That probably comes in from Canada. And apparently, uh, they say that it is dangerous to be uh, taking baloney across the. Uh, Across the uh, the border. It's a big risk. It said it here in here somewhere why that is the case, but nonetheless. Oh, foreign animal diseases can have a devastating effect in the U.S., apparently. So, all right, you know what? That's all we have time for. Right. We went, uh-huh. went for a long time uh, leading up to the Bizarre File. So, we'll come back in a second. We'll have a lesson question. We'll have trash. We'll have music news. And uh, reiterate those Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Class of 2022 nominees in case you missed them. We'll be right back. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Savings are in bloom at Acme. Get four times reward points with your Acme For You app. Look for the specially marked tags on participating items throughout the store and redeem your Acme rewards for free grocery items. Or save up to a dollar per gallon on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Look for your savings in bloom bonus reward points only at Acme. Now and now through April 28th. Other restrictions and exclusions apply. Download the Acme app or visit acmemarkets.com for more details. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. As our day is flying right by this Wednesday morning, secret text word. We'll get a winner in a little bit, so you can have a moment uh, to go ahead and text word secret to 39333 and maybe win you some tickets to see the Black Keys Saturday, July 30th. In the meantime, we have something else for you to win. 
Uh, which is three-day tickets for the 24th annual Philadelphia Tattoo Arts Festival, which is February 25th through the 27th. And we're going to do it with the lesson question. Uh, we found out that uh, Washington's football team <laughs> might be called the Commanders. I'm pretty sure it's going to be called the Commanders. It's going to tip their hand. But what does Steve think the team should be called? He threw a name out there. It was the first name he threw out there. Right, yeah. 215-263-WMMR. What should the Washington football team be called, according to Steve? 215-263-WMMR. That was from our 7 o'clock hour. If you were listening, you might know. Let's find out. The trash business is a gold 93.3-WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, where are we going today, Steve? Well, as we said, Lisa Vanderpump ended up in an L.A. hospital after being bucked from her horse on Sunday. Now, thankfully, Vanderpump is reportedly doing very well. Because most of the impact was absorbed by her fiberglass face. Oh, my God. Hoda Kopp, giving insight into that split with longtime partner Joel Schiffman. Hoda tell friends that by the 400th time you begin to realize he's saying Yoda on purpose. (laughs) And finally, Lamar Odom says he constantly dreams about his ex-wife, Khloe Kardashian, and wants her back. Odom says his Chloe dream is always the same with him lost in the dark and then happening upon the cave where she hibernates. Oh. <laughs> that's your All right, we'll see if you know the answer to this. What should Washington's football team be called, according to Steve? Uh, we're going to go to Bill first, see if he knows the answer. Hey, Bill, good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? Hi, Bill. Mm-hmm. What should Washington's Ooh. football team be called? They should be the Goombas. The Goombas. <laughs> Hang on, Bill. We are going to give you a pair of three-day tickets, like I said, for the 24th Annual Philadelphia Tattoo Arts Festival. And that's February 25th through the 27th at the Pennsylvania Convention Center. You can get tattooed on site by 1,500 of the world's best tattoo artists. Tickets and info at VillainArts.com. That's VillainArts.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, we'll start right off with uh, the moment we had. We had Greg Harris on from uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's the CEO and president. And uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class of 2022 nominees were announced this morning. The 17 nominees are Beck, Pat Benatar, Kate Bush, <clears throat> excuse me, Debo, <clears throat> Duran Duran, Eminem, Eurythmics, Judas Priest, Fela Kuti, MC5, uh, New York Dolls, Dolly Parton, Rage Against the Machine, Lionel Richie, Carly Simon, A Tribe Called Quest, and Dionne Warwick. The seven first-time nominees are Tribe Called Quest, Carly Simon, Lionel Richie, huh. who surprised. Yes, absolutely. Dolly Parton, who we were surprised about as her first time as well. Eminem, Duran Duran, and Beck. Uh, so the public will have <clears throat> excuse me, the opportunity to voice their choice via the fan vote at rockhall.com starting today. And through April 30th, fans are allowed to vote once per day during the fan vote period. And visitors of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Museum in Cleveland uh, will also have the opportunity to vote in person. Fans' ballot will be comprised of the top five artists from the fan vote and will be counted among the other ballots filed out by various artists, historians, and music industry professionals. Uh, The inductees will be announced in May. So, and he says they've got a whole Beatles thing coming up in March, right? Yeah, an, exib- an exhibit, and uh, it'll go through the summer, which is really, really cool. So the nominees are out there. Go vote. 
Nevada members are asking that Judge Spencer Eldon's second amended complaint filed just last month should be tossed out by a judge, according to a new Los Angeles uh, filing in Los Angeles court. Eldon is the naked baby on the cover of the band's Nevermind album, who sued the band, as well as the Kurt Cobain estate for sexual exploitation. Uh, Rolling Stone reports that Nirvana's lawyers wrote in their motion for Eldon, this is strike three, this case must end. Uh, so a judge dismissed the case on January 3rd, but Eldon's lawyers filed a second amended complaint a week later that dropped a claim related to sex trafficking while adding more language to address alleged conduct within the last 10 years that would restart the 10-state 10 10-year 10 right. Uh, statute of limitations on child pornography claims. There's no way a, this guy walks into a bar and people say, aren't you the baby from the Nirvana cover? Right. You know what, though? He looks like Bob Geldof. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do he's with not, he's also He wasn't asking for that much money, right? I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. remember in the initial. It's gone through so many times, I've kind of yeah. forgotten all the details. All right, Eddie Vedder is heading out on the road tomorrow night in support of his new solo set, Earthling. Vetter kicks off a nine-date run at uh, New York City's Beacon Theater, although he played a surprise show last night, right, Nick? He did, yeah. He was in um, a place just outside of New York City, and uh, the Earthlings were with him, and that's uh, Chad Smith and uh, Josh Klinghoffer and, and a few other guys. And so there's a whole bunch of songs that I've never heard of uh, that he did last night. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, tomorrow night at the Beacon Theater, and then Friday night at the Beacon Theater, and I will be attending Friday night show. Very oh, nice. cool. Yeah. Nice, nice. While chatting with the New York Times, the Pearl Jam frontman recalled discussing his and the band's career with U2's Bono, who had very specific opinions and advice for Vetter. What do you think about baloney? He's, <laughs> he does, I like it. Uh, he recalled saying, I've had a conversation with Bono back in the day. He was suggesting that we needed to work harder and that you didn't want rock and roll to become a niche. And he said that when U2 makes a record... It's like they've got a racehorse, and they don't want the horse to in the race. They want to win the race. And I said, we race the horse, and then we let the horse run free. He said, I wasn't trying to be... To be honest, I don't know what you're talking about. He said, I wasn't trying to be clever. Uh, that was the truth. And he was frustrated with me. Do me a favor and put this device on. I think it's going to be What is it? This part here goes over your, your manhood. <laughs> <laughs> this thing that looks like a ski boot <laughs> just behind your <laughs> nutsack. <laughs> now do a deep knee bend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I see what you mean. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah. His voice gets even shakier. <laughs> There you go. Wow. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Isn't that something? It's crazy. <laughs> you had to have heard our earlier discussion in order to understand exactly what we're referring to. But the video is now on our social media if you want to see. I call this part the everlasting, everlasting bum stopper. <laughs> Oh my God! Hang on, I can't see the copy here. I'm... Oh, uh, and the video's back up again. It's just such a clunky-looking <laughs> thing. It is. There's no way to describe it. Okay. 
Uh, but he said, but he was frustrated with me. But the dream was to be in a group that toured and recorded, and we were okay with things being scaled down if that allowed the dream to survive. He explained that he's aware of the effect that Pearl Jam has had on its fans. He said, people tell me powerful stories about what the music means to them. So in that way, I know what they get out of it. When people tell me that stuff, I don't feel like I should get credit. Uh, they'll say that a song helped them, but ultimately I'm like, well, you did it. Uh, really, all I can do is hope that other people appreciate the music that I like. Regarding his connection with fellow Seattle legend Kurt Cobain, Eddie said, you know what? I didn't know Kurt that well. He said, we had a few hangs. I'm grateful for those or those phone, for those or those phone messages or being in the same room every once in a while, but it would be offensive to claim that I knew him more than I did. Mm. So they yeah, were, I got the feeling they, they were, were not... They, while they were at the same time of the same place, they yeah. were in slightly different areas. But he gives an interesting take on Kurt and how Nirvana looked at celebrity with a mixture of disdain, confusion, and disinterest, and how that helped the guys in Pearl Jam come to terms with their own success. He said that was the that was naturally how we felt, and I know it's how I felt, but I think that his attitude made it okay to feel that way because he was the guy in the biggest spotlight. If he would have totally embraced all that stuff, it might have made me think, you know, like, you better embrace this crap, too. Uh, you couldn't argue that he wasn't the figurehead of that whole thing. Uh, that's probably one of the things that bummed him out the most. I think about that a lot. And uh, bands like Alice in Chains and Nirvana and Soundgarden that didn't make it out of the era. And Pearl Jam did. And I'm biased because it's my favorite band. But whatever they did to protect themselves during that time... In theory, worked because yeah. they're still around. They're still but they got a hold of something that yeah. that solidified everything for them. It, it is pretty wild. I, you know, I, we talked about Bridget Fonda recently because there's a picture that came out of her. But and I know you and I are huge fans of singles. Mm -hmm. and that to me just captures that point in time where it must have been unbelievable to you know you go in any one of the clubs in the Seattle and you're going. You were seeing bands that were just have, have reached legendary status and they were rocketed to yeah. like. Super fame, both but, Nirvana and Pearl Jam. But what was weird about them being in that movie in singles is because it's obviously they're having fun. Yeah. And they're really lighthearted and they're poking fun at uh, at some of the music scene. But outside of that, in the real world, they were very um, moody. Yeah. Uh, Pearl Jam? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that they were... They protected themselves. I think they went really insular because they saw what fame... Or, or they were afraid of what fame could do to people. Uh, I, I think that that moodiness is is accurate, but I don't think that they were always moody all the time. You know, mm. like I, I don't think that they were <laughs> sad because they lived in Seattle. I do mm -hmm. think of that like right after they won the, the MTV uh, award for Jeremy, and they were being interviewed. And that's Preston. When I think of Pearl Jam at their moodiest, uh -huh. that was that. Yeah, that it, interview was just very awkward, awkward and uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. So stop talking. Uh, <laughs> but it, uh, it worked out great. Stop talking. I'm trying to focus on the toy, man. Feels yeah, good. Man. Come on. <laughs> I'm designing how, how it would feel if you sat on a ski boot. Yeah. Uh, Marilyn Manson is reportedly working with Kanye West on Donda Two. This is uh, going to be a problem. Uh, producer Digital Nas told Rolling Stone, "I see Marilyn a lot in the studio." Uh, like every day I go to the studio, Marilyn is there working on Donda 2. Nas added that uh, Yee doesn't want Manson to step out of his comfort zone creatively. He explained he wants Marilyn to play what he makes, and then Yee will take parts of that Yee. and uh, sample parts of that and use parts of that like he did generally when making Yeezus. 
Uh, he has some producers from Yeezus working on Donda 2 this time around, as well as Marilyn, me, and a bunch of producers from Donda 1. Is he going to work on Yump and Yimini? <laughs> <laughs> on the reason that Kanye is working with Manson, Digital Nod said, I think it's more so that Ye is coming from a standpoint of, like, we all make mistakes. Exactly. And I, and I think that's maybe why he had DaBaby and Marilyn... <laughs> At that one show. <laughs> sounds like nonsense. But if these are all the people participating, I guess um, he's, he's, a, he's in a world of hurt right now, Marilyn Manson. Yeah, let me continue on because he says, I'm just assuming that it's from a standpoint of like, we're all sinners. We all make mistakes. We shouldn't point the finger at someone for the mistakes they've made or something like that. What would you or yeah. what I would say is that it seems like Kanye's track record is to take something that is maybe unpopular or outlandish or something like that, and say, you know what? I'm going to do this. This, yeah. You know, I'm going to take, I'm going to befriend this person. And it gets headlines. And it gets it gets notice. It gets it's attention. A point. It's a point. And it's, it's a kind of, um, it's it's a, in some respects, a risky but brilliant marketing tool. You know? Yeah, the guy's smart. He's anyway. smart. I think yeah. Marilyn Manson might be a different kettle of fish is the oh, rock I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think it's stupid yeah. that he's doing it, but, you know, I think he does that to go, oh, yeah, everybody hates this? Well, I love that now. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's just my take on it. Ronnie Wood had to use stairs to sign his name on his latest work of art, a giant abstract painting of the Rolling Stones. And it's really cool. I I thought he was showing up to see it, the artwork. Like, he, they said, hey, we're going to have a real Rolling Stone come down and sort of give the nod on this. I had no idea he was the artist. Yeah. Uh, unveiled at the corner of the aptly named Wood Lane and Ariel Way in the Shepherd's Bush area of West London, music star painted his name on a billboard showing his work. Uh, it's great, he said, because uh, they finally discovered that I can paint Nobody knows I can paint, so we've got to make sure that people realize I can. <laughs> Called Abstract Performance, it's based on Picasso's The Three Dancers and shows him on stage with the rest of the Stones, Charlie Watts, Keith Richards, and Mick Jagger. I completed the painting in 2020. There are also others in the series, but uh, Mick gets no clothes in any of them. He said he's nude in all of them. He said he's nude in all of them. Because I got the original inspiration for Picasso piece called The Dancers, and they were all prancing about in the nude. And I thought, why not? You know, it's a good form of expression. So it's There's impressive. A, pictures up in the studio here. Yeah, yeah and that's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and that's it. That's all I have. That's all you need. Using news for you. But we do need a number caller, Kathy, for the oh. secret text word. Who's it going to be? Seven. All right, let's take the seven caller, 215-263-WMMR. When we come back... We will find out if we get a winner or not, and we'll get a random winner, too. We'll just draw a name, and uh, we'll send out that prize to someone as well. So, Letter of the Day, Word of the Week, coming up. Stay put. We'll be right back. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
Um, sorry, let me turn it on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Secret text word. Ooh. We were looking for call number seven, and that is Beth. Hey there, Beth. Hey there. Do you know the secret text word? Yes, I do. It's El Camino. El Camino is correct, yes. You got it. And Beth, I want you to hold on. Yeah, you can woohoo it. I'm going to set you up a ticket to see the Black Keys Saturday, July 30th. BB&T Pavilion tickets go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. Ticketmaster. Complete information at WMMR.com, including another chance to win for MMR VIPs. And we have a random texter that we grabbed. It is Frank uh, Pinnacle, I guess. Hey! Pinnacle? Uh, Pinnacle, yeah. P- hey. P-E-N-E-C-A-L-E? Yes. That's my mom's uh, maiden name. Oh, really? Hey. I wonder if uh, Frank is related to it. I Uncle think, Frank! I think Frank is my mom's second cousin or something like that. I, I believe that I've emailed with him. Anyway, I'm sorry. But yeah. uh, no, no, of does course. Does Frank live in Hatboro, PA? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God! <laughs> That's him. That's really funny. Small world. That's Congrats. great. He's probably ineligible to win because he's related to a member of the President Steve <laughs> well, Show. Well, it's like second cousins twice oh. removed or something like that. Does he like raisins and meatballs? I think we're good. Uh, we're going to set Frank up with those tickets, and uh, one Mr. Pierre Robert will have your chance to win some today, right? Does he have a sippy cup? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what? And what does that mean? Well, whatever Kathy's working on. No, oh. menstrual cup. <laughs> sippy cup is a much different thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. The menstrual oh. cup. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. Um, yes, I will have Black Keys tickets also to give away. Great yeah. fun. Very cool. Wonder. Yeah, and uh, it's going to be warmer today. Did you say it's going to be 81 this weekend? Yes, yeah. 81 and sunny. Four, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's very nice, but no humidity, right? Not a drop. Not yet. I mean, the, the heat has been killing me lately. Well, the humidity really puts it What's your house? Don't you know it. Your house is a nightmare in the winter, isn't it? <laughs> you said because it, it's all glass. When the Window Nation people were here to give you guys that award for, you know, being the best sponsors, uh, uh, best, you know, uh, yeah. commercial sellers of windows in the nation of Window Nation, uh, I tried to say, hi. <laughs> Um, and he wanted nothing to do with me, whatever the guy was, his name was. Very nice guy, but uh, I... Uh, do you have, fl- you have floor to ceiling? Yes. No, my, I have one of those old, but it was built in, my house was built in 1960. It's sort of like one of those uh, Frank Lloyd Wright kind of houses. Which, which are magnificent, yes. but, but from in certain from, weather. It, to me, it's Brady Bunch meets Jetsons. Yes. Is your house. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it, and that's the the impression that I got. They're, uh, they were considered houses of the future right. in the day. You yeah. know, so in the early, you know, late 50s, early 60s, cars had fins. You didn't have garages. You had carports, yeah, like yeah. a spaceport. You know, there's wild roof angles and, you know, Florida uh, ceiling windows in many sections. Uh, except uh, thin, the thinnest glass you could possibly imagine, and you can put your hand five feet away from it and feel the breeze come through. So, uh, it's uh, and each room is on the is different from the other room. My bedroom is a steam bath. Every other room is you could you could uh, just put a glass of water out and it'll freeze. So um, it's. It's a. It's not a practical house. No, no, I know that's always an issue. I'm not a practical man. No, you're not. <laughs> Suit you, sir. There you go. Suit you. Um, shall we do the letter of the day? Yes. We haven't done that yet. Let's get to that. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter. V is in victory. All right, and we have a uh, pair of handgun, new handgun training packages from King Shooter Supply and King of Russia. That's one for you, one for a guest. Sessions include classroom instruction covering fundamental training on safety, safe handling, and firearm familiarization. 
Then range time with an instructor, 50 rounds of range ammunition, and a handgun rental. In fact, the package also includes an additional hour of range time for each. It's a $500 total value, and we will give that away on Friday, which will be here before you know it because it's already Wednesday. Uh, what else is coming up on your show besides the Black Key tickets? Well, we will have uh, workforce blocks of Pearl Jam uh, and some solo Eddie in there in honor of his Beacon Theater shows you were talking about tomorrow and Friday that Nick is going to. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, who's my what date? you? Who's my hot date? Oh, it's me. Hey! Oh, okay. That I am going to, too. Hey! Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. <laughs> All right. All right. It's going to be a long walk. We better get going. Um, and we'll have workforce blocks of Sublime. And it's Graham Nash's birthday today, so we'll celebrate that. You going to talk to him at all? Um, I have, you guys are buds? No, I, I hadn't thought of that. Um, I've got to I've got to get in touch with him and wish him a happy birthday. It's a special he's one. He's 80 today, He is right? 80 yeah. today, yeah. yeah. And he's coming in March uh, to play the Keswick Theater. And uh, and he still plays great and sings just great. And he's a fascinating, wonderful, delightful human being. That's great. So uh, we shall celebrate his birthday. And, of course, it's Groundhog's Day on yeah. top of everything else. Yeah. There you go. All right. We didn't play it. Uh, we got It's a minute. We can play it now. Do you I, want, do you yeah, want we, Pierre we to play it? No, we have to. All well, right. I, you, you guys play it and then uh, uh, stash it for me because I also wish to play a Puxitani Phil burnt out <laughs> cigarette out of his hand, you know, a glass Here of Jack and on the rocks. He's just about at the end of his rope. Let's get it. Here we go. Tonight on Extra, an exclusive interview with Groundhog Puxitani Phil. Well, in the beginning it was different. You know, there was, there was importance to it. You know, if I saw my shadow, it, it made a difference. It meant something. It meant something to the to the farmers and to the, you know, to the people who relied on this information. And, uh, you know, it could make or break people. That was before, though. And, and now it's, it's changed, you know. I mean, I, I can't complain because it's just the nature of things. But uh, now it's, uh, you know, it's entertainment. It's a big, uh, it's a big deal, you know. Lights and media and all the coverage, and uh, it's just, uh, it's just not the same. You know, I come out, hey, comes the groundhog. I look at my shadow. Whoa, it's there, you know. Whoa, it's not there. Whoa, I'm gonna do a little pirouette for you. Applaud. Whoa, I'm furry. Love me, and then I'm, you know, I go back in the hole. And that's what it's all about, you know. It's a gig. It's, it's a good, it's a good gig, and I, you know, I just. It's just not like it used to be. The introspective side of Puxatani Phil tonight on Extra. And there we are. Wow. It's a gig. Diving into his world. <laughs> it's a gig. It's a good gig. That is so brilliant, Steve. <laughs> I just cannot compliment you enough on the on the just absolute sterling beauty of that. <laughs> Thank you. We're actually looking at one year up here. We had uh, Gary Lauer come out to see. He was in an RV, and if he came out of his RV and saw his shadow, uh, that served the same purpose as Puxatani <laughs> Phil. And and did he see his shadow that uh, year? I, 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 I believe don't remember. He, I'm not sure. I know there were lots of empty beer cans. Yeah, yeah. here he comes. Yeah. We're looking at the video. <laughs> oh, and the beer cans, yeah. and he comes stepping out, and uh, and. It's magnificent. Yeah. He's in a white robe, and Kathy and uh, Nick were on the scene. He's got sunglasses on and a hoodie. What did he smell like uh, at that point? Oh, <laughs> well, Kathy Gary. couldn't keep her hands off him, as I recall. <laughs> well, it's just an amazing hunk of man there. 
There you go. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, well, stick around for the Pierre Robert experience, my friend, on Groundhog Day. And you'll hear that again later on. I want to thank our sponsors, President Steve Show, is brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the President Steve Show. And, of course, Acme. You can download the Acme app to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks today. Visit acmemarkets.com for details. And there's uh, also uh, Primo Hoagies. Uh, hey! Big games, big parties. is isn't just football. It's an experience. Make a Primo, primohoagies.com. Tomorrow on a program, uh, our friend Bill Bellamy will be joining us. And I'm sure we'll find many other things to talk about and people to talk to. That's it. We're done. Ray John, have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Steve. 93.3 WMMR. Bing, there. Do, do, be, do. Do, da, da, do, dip.